When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Tonight was supposed to be a night of celebration and of reflection for all that this Florida State football program had accomplished in just a couple of years' time. And for a brief moment, it was, but then about a quarter and a half, or sorry, a half a quarter into the football game, it turned into a night of dejection, a night in which there was a feeling in the pit of your stomachs if you were watching this game on television across the country or if you were in Doe Campbell Stadium and you saw the injury yourself. But a figure, a person who was celebrated as the face of the change, the rapid change you had seen from a team that went under 500 to a team that is now squarely in the college football playoff chase, that player went down and he was injured. Jordan Travis, halfway through the first quarter, was brought down after a quarterback run of about 15 yards by several North Alabama Lions, and as he was going to the turf, suffered one of the most horrific injuries you have ever seen in program history for Florida State. So we say, before we begin tonight's program, uh, Gene Williams, Warchant.com, founder and administrator, my name is Tom Lang. Everybody that's associated with Florida State Athletics, whether you're in the media like us, whether you're the fans in the stands or watching across the country, uh, or you're with the university itself, or Jordan or his family, our thoughts are with you, Jordan Travis, and we wish you a speedy recovery, and we salute you for a tremendous, tremendous career in the Garnet and Gold. Florida State would go on from that point when Jordan Travis was uh, injured and Florida State was down 13 to nothing to score all the remaining points in the game, save for something happening here in the final few moments. Florida State improves to 11-0, and but bittersweet doesn't even begin to describe the night that we have just experienced over the last three and a half to four hours. We now begin the War Chant Game Day postgame call-in show. He is Gene Williams. My name is Tom Lang, and Gene, it's a tough one. This is uh, as different a postgame show and one that we'd never – ever wanted to do um in the history of uh, of this show this is an interesting night yeah the uh the story isn't the score fsu falling behind it's it's jordan travis and it starts with the young man who's given so much so likable and has given so much to this program tom you said it very eloquently when you said kind of like he personifies what has happened with this program the last few years from where he has gone in his career where florida state was just a couple of years ago to where they are now and much of it is attributed to that young man and what he has done through his hard work and through his leadership. And again, we, we don't know. I mean, all of you saw anybody I'm sure who's watching this probably saw the play or saw a replay of uh, it. CW sure didn't mind playing that over and over and over again. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but so we're just going to assume probably his time at Florida state is over. I, I hope I'm wrong. It would be great if he could come back. I don't see that happening. So it's just, first of all, for him and his family, 
his teammates, everybody else, just best wishes, hopefully for a quick recovery. I have no doubt that young man's going to be playing on Sundays, and I look forward to seeing him uh, being able to do that. Hopefully he recovers quickly from whatever injury that is. Uh, but, you know, the, then, of course, it does put a major damper, obviously, on Florida State season. He's the heart and soul of your team. He's your leader. He's your best player. In a, it, it, it lose him in any fashion like this is awful, but to lose him to what is basically a glorified scrimmage, it's just it, it it's so difficult to stomach it'd be you know it, again wouldn't matter if it's in the fourth quarter of a tight game against a rival but still it just seems so useless for his career to end in that circumstances and it, it's frustrating because he obviously what he's done so many times for this team when they are down when they need a spark Jordan steps up time and time again he's done it and it's worked every time and team got off to a horribly sluggish ridiculous start and he wanted to make a play, and he did make a play. But, you know, this time it obviously cost him on that. And it's just – it's it's a shame. I mean, what can I say? I mean, he's going to go down history as one of the greatest players put on the guard in gold. Uh, you know, we're going to have all the memories of him playing and all the things he's done. But, yeah, just just a really rough night. And we're going to talk some about the game sure tonight. But it's just – it's hard to really focus on anything from this game. Florida State ended up final. I think it's – well – it's there's nine seconds left in the game, but it's effectively over for all intents and purposes. Um, they're going to be 11 or no, which is great, but it really, and we'll get into that too. What does this mean for this team going forward? What does it mean for their playoff hopes? And what does it mean if they yep. get in the playoffs without Jordan Travis? Obviously a lot of big questions to address and we'll take your questions on comments and then phone calls here shortly. Uh, and I'm sure that's going to be the number one topic, Tom, throughout the, uh, the rest of the night. That's got to be. It's just it, it's numbing. And again, you know, this is secondary to Jordan's, you know, health and Jordan's career. So we, we all understand well, it looks like that. Florida State scored in the last play. I think that, I don't know if they blocked it. Something happened. There was some kind of turnover on the last play. So Florida State gets to rub a little salt in that wound. Um, it just not it wasn't a very classy North Alabama team. And I don't know if that play was dirty or not, but they were definitely very chippy out there. A lot of stuff I did not appreciate. So I don't really mind rubbing it in their face on a final score. Yeah, it's, um, you know, there are circumstances that affect Florida State football. Um, you know, first and foremost, uh, that moment that Jordan goes down and look, the television cameras captured very clearly live in the moment. It's one of those things, Gene, where you've seen horrific injuries in sport um, across them all. And it doesn't make sense to your brain at first. You're saying that's ah, an optical illusion. And then you realize it's not an optical. Yeah, illusion. When you're looking at that leg and you're going, something doesn't look right. It yep. took me a minute to completely process and then i was in shock like this can't be happening no it's it's just it's a moment that makes you gasp and uh he's down on the ground he's in pain and you see trey benson on a knee he's just weeping and uh, he's being consoled by kevin knowles and the moment as it's passing you're, you're in disbelief and, and hope for him that that he'll be okay as he's loaded onto the cart the entirety of florida state's roster spills mm -hmm. onto the field to show their support and you know the camera work from the television broadcast wasn't great initially in that you couldn't see what was happening they were giving you like the the helicopter camera of him being removed from the field but it did cut back just in time to see jo jordan touch his heart and then point mm -hmm. to the crowd and thank them for their support and it's just a moment that you were hoping gene there was a sentimental factor to tonight that was all about jordan walking out of the tunnel as he did about 30 40 minutes earlier to take a photo with mike norvell to take a photo with his family to be presented on senior night as so many have and it's a that's a right, and it's a right that he's earned. It ends in a different sentimental way, and it's just it, – it's a brutal, brutal night for this program. It's a sad night for this program, and uh, 
it's just one that we will continue as, as the broadcast on to document Gene, because Tate Rodemaker is now your starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. And then the implications of what it means in terms of the playoff committee and and them taking injuries into account. It's just what a devastating, devastating night for Florida state football in a night in which they do go to 11 and Oh, yeah, what else you saying? Obviously, we saw Maury Smith get hurt. I don't think he came back, did he, Tom? No, and Darius, he's been Darius battling took all through. the snaps. I know he battled through it. I, I was even thinking going into this game, did he even need to play? This would be a good one for him to take off to rest up for that Florida game. You got to think whatever he's been battling, he, it looks like he re-aggravated it, which is not a good sign yeah. uh, for him going forward. And obviously, the offensive line had his struggles tonight as well at times. But, yeah, just uh, – <laughs> You know, you've made this journey. I mean, it's been such an unbelievable journey. I mean, from the, the lowest of lows to the Jacksonville State game to the booze. And again, I, I don't like all the stories and the hyperbole about him being booed off the field. I think that's been massively exaggerated. But still, the, the point is, he was there when this program hit rock bottom. And you and I were there, Tom, doing the show. And he's been part of that journey. And he's led the journey to almost the highest of highs of college football. And just to see him do it in the way he's done it and the way he's done it with class and just one of the most exciting players in the game. And just like there was a one chapter left for this journey and the, the fact that it, he's not going to be able to finish the book. Yeah, that's the saddest thing to me that he for that young man, I think, you know, I think he, I have no doubt he's going to bounce back. He'll go on to have a, a fine pro career. But just the fact that he cannot finish this journey that he directed at the last at the very end. Yeah, it's, um, you know, by all accounts, he's a really good kid, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the thing that's tough, Gene, I got to cover Devin Travis, his brother, a lot closer. I was on the baseball beat when Devin was here as a player for all the time that Devin was here as a player. So I got to know him pretty well. You know, you, you get to talk to somebody pretty much every day because Devin was doing awesome things. So he was interviewed after every game. Um, Devin's an amazing person and uh, he's a very protective big brother. And he was when those moments mm-hmm. were a little bit tough for Jordan early mm-hmm. in his career. But by all accounts, Jordan is, too. And it's just you don't like to see bad things happen to good people. Yeah. You know, it's it's about the humanity of it first. We can get into the discussions about playoff and all that stuff later. I just, you know, my stomach hurts. My heart hurts for Jordan uh, at this moment. And um, it was good to see that from that point on, it took a while for the team to center themselves. Yeah. You could see it. I mean, there's a couple of plays where you could tell that their head is in another place. Not It's not right above Bobby Bowden Field, and you understand that. Uh, but when Florida State finally got things going, down 13 to nothing as they were, Gene, uh, you know, they put up a lot of points. They turned the ball over. They played with passion. They played with fire. And it seemed like the crowd, even though this is a night, if you were in that building, I'm sure you'll never forget this night and you'll never want to see another one like it. The crowd found a way to rally around them. And it was a, a somber sendoff for Doak Campbell and an era of that stadium. Gene, it's going to look a lot different next yeah, year. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's the last game and that that stadium, the way we've all grown up with it. It's just a somber send-off uh, to go 11-0, and and now Florida State begins Florida Week, and I'd love to be on this program after an ass-kicking Gene talking about how we're going to go 12-0, and 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 we can eventually get to that place, but not in this moment, not in this moment. Yeah. It's just whatever word we do get from Florida State officially, whatever word we do get from Mike Norvell in the post-game press conference, we will bring you that information here on the War Chant Game Day post-game show presented and brewed up by our friends at DeLuna Coffee. Uh, That information will be leaking in as the night goes along, and we are efforting, of course, to hear from either our managing editor, Ira Schofel, or our lead writer, senior writer, 
Corey Clark after the game is over. But as for right now, we are left to speculate. And honestly, Gene, when it comes to the severity of the injury, there is no need to speculate yeah. um, or guess. It's serious. It's as serious as it gets when it comes yeah. to a leg, a lower leg injury. So His career is over Florida State. I mean, that's yeah. all we can do is hope it's not it, that's something that they, he can recover quickly from and it doesn't affect his pro career going forward and that he gets through it as quickly as possible. I mean, that, that's all we can hope and pray for at this point. So anyway, if you missed the final score, Florida State 15, North Alabama, thir- I'm sorry, 58 to 13, 58 unanswered points. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think the final, I saw at one point, I think it was like 450 yards to like 25 at one point since they went up 13, nothing. I mean, the, the, the flip of the switch was pretty dramatic there. Um, but yeah, the, uh, and you know, I do want to take some, we do want to take some phone calls. I've had some, you know, we've seen some good posts of people. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to get the fan reaction in this too, because, you know, maybe we can get somebody who is there. We'll hear from, like you said, Ira or Corey, but I want to get some of the fan reactions. What was it like in Doe Campbell stadium? I mean, just mm-hmm. your gut just being punched like that when you're just, this is supposed to be it's senior night is celebration of 2013 team. Jameis Winston's Jersey being retired. This was supposed to be a night of celebration. It just, just totally put somebody peeing in your punch. I mean, that's just, it, it couldn't yeah. be any worse than that. No, it is. And and now what you're looking through now, it, you know, to the next game against Florida guarantee Louisville will be your opponent in Charlotte. We know As that Louisville beat Miami. The hurricanes collapsed at the end of the game. Yeah, and they went out in typical Miami style. If you saw the end of that game, it's pure Miami being chippy. Yeah. Taking shots at people's heads over and over again, just complete lack of class. And now Tate Rodemaker is your quarterback. And now also it appears the message has been sent. It was Mike Norvell's choice about who was to come off the sideline next. We saw that before though, didn't we, Tom? We did. I was after the injury. You just wonder, you miss a a month of camp, a month and a half of camp and practices, I should say, to be more specific practices. You wondered if it was going to be AJ Duffy or Brock Glenn. So now Brock Glenn, true freshman, you are one play away from being on the field as Florida State's quarterback. The conversation's wow. changed. The, the conversation has fundamentally changed around Florida State yeah. football. The good news is we're 11-0. and 0. We're 11-0, and 0, and Jordan Travis has everything to do with that, except yeah. for the injury tonight. And now Tate Rodemaker has to finish the job. They got to do it for the number that's over my shoulder. Yeah, and, and well, I saw, your, I saw your lovely wife, Jamie, putting that back there, and that was a nice yeah. touch. Uh, you know, I probably need – you know what I probably need to do is get a – if I would have had time, I need to get a Travis jersey back here for the rest of the season. Uh, we definitely need to make that happen. It's, again, this is surreal. I can't even believe we're we're talking like this. It's just a couple hours ago. It was just nothing but excitement and anticipation and everything in one play. I mean, that's that's the nature of the game. Unfortunately, it's a violent sport, man. In one yeah. play, because I mean, you saw it if you're you know Cincinnati Bengal fan. You saw it with you know Joe Burrow. Suddenly, yeah. season's over. You know. It happens. But yeah, if we can, I know we've got a lot of just very generous fans, which I'm amazed that we've got so many people making uh, donations tonight. Thank you so much. And I want to uh, maybe take some time to hear from some other people instead of hearing us drone on and on and be sad. Let's let's share. Yep. Some other people. Yep. There's our friend Z-Chan. Z-Chan, the official DMD of Warchan TV. Thank you very much. Your kindness always um, is just I mean, gops back. Yeah. Uh, the fans at Doak showed out. Tate Rodemaker played hard. So proud of this team and his fan base for tonight. My heart is broken for JT. Let's finish strong for him for 13. Thank you very much, Z Chan. Uh, yeah, we, we will get, if, you know, if you went to the game tonight, you'll see the phone number at the bottom of the screen. The lines are full at the moment. We'll get to you all in just a second. But I, 
we just want to hear what what your emotions mm-hmm. are. It was it was just a stunning, stunning thing. Noel Buck eighty three for one of the best Noles to do it. Prayers, JT. Just so proud of him and what he means to us. Tate, just do you and believe in yourself. Noel Nation is behind you. Appreciate the contribution there, Noel Buck eighty three. Noel of the people. I was looking forward to seeing Jordan Travis play in Charlotte and wanted to follow his career in the NFL. If he made the cut, my heart, my prayers go out to the young man. Absolutely. Yeah, good sentiment there. Uh, Joshua, the first quarter was just a nightmare. FSU won 58 to nothing. Prayers for Jordan, Maurice, and all the other injured players, including apparently Graham Mertz was taken back for x-rays as well for the 40 Gators. It's time for Tate the Great. FSU can still win out. Go Knowles. Uh, Gene, another injury for Florida State um, that I saw reported. Renardo Green, arm in a sling. Oh, That's the only Florida State's best cover corner. Uh, wow. He'd had a rough your, couple of your games. Your center, your best cover quarter, and your Heisman candidate quarterback against an, an FCS weakling. Great. We will, uh, we'll, again, document more of that as we go. Jared Thompson, don't get me wrong. I want to win the rest of the games, but as long as this team plays for and with Jordan's passion, however it goes, let's make number 13 proud. Well, don't you kind of hope that, Tom, that this is, I mean, it's a they rally around. Yeah. This and Emmett Jordan's hopefully on the sideline down in Gainesville, and they just you know he's he he really gets these guys fired up, and they and he's just an inspirational leader for this team going forward. I I mean it's happened before in a shorter stint for Tate on the road at Louisville last year, where they yeah. were losing at the time, mm-hmm. and it seemed all was lost because Tate threw a terrible interception in Louisville ter- <laughs> in uh, plus territory before the half, and you're thinking, oh no, the season is just gone, and then Tate ends up leading Florida State to a win. Um, and Jordan was cheering him on the whole way, Gene. Yeah. He was on crutches. He was on the, in the baseball cap, and he was cheering Tate on the whole way. They're going to need Jordan in a big way next week. Yep. It, it just won't be under center or in the shotgun. Noel Kev, plenty of thoughts about the game. Doesn't feel like the time. Prayers for Jordan Travis. I want to thank him for all he's done for the program. Number 13. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Thank you, Noel Kev. We appreciate that. Clinton Terrell, devastated for 13. I thought my heart was going to explode. It just was so surreal, Gene. It, you just you, because it, it's not one of those things where a player goes down. What happened to him? You know, you're saying is is this okay? Did he just roll his ankle? Is it serious? Because sometimes when a player's down, you, you don't see the severity of it. With Jordan, and it didn't it, seem. Yeah, in real time, I saw it. It just I didn't think that happened. And then when he's laying there and that leg was sticking out at a weird angle, it just yeah. that that's when the shock set in. Oh. It's just awful, awful. We agree with you, Clinton. First name, John. They have to ban that damn hip drop tackle. It's so dangerous. I saw that there were a lot of football lifers and insiders, Gene, on, mm-hmm. on social media saying that that's no good. And it should be just like the horse collar that should be not part of the game. Yeah, maybe, yeah, like you said, a good point about Mark Andrews. Uh, similar play, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. And there's been, like you said, there's been a lot of talk about that. And I wonder if that will be a talking point in the offseason, officiating yep. to bring that in. And they should. Because you're dealing with people's careers and the livelihood, you can't. That kind of tackling shouldn't be happening. I don't know if it. I know there's a lot of people on our message boards. I don't know if it was a dirty play or just a poor, poor oh, yeah. tackling, just poor whatever. You know. I don't again, think we can, we can argue it again. I don't think it was dirty. It's it's yeah. not the right way you should tackle somebody. But again, we're dealing with an FCS defender. Players desperate to get uh, a superior athlete on the ground. I think that's what you're dealing with mm-hmm. there. I don't think there's intent to injure. No way, no how. Zeno Bringardner. Johnny Zeno Bringardner. Heartbreaks for 13. He gave us everything for three years. And more than that, too, really. Yeah. Let's, win, let's win this out for him. Let's win this out for him. Uh, thank you very much, Johnny. We appreciate that. 
Christy Gonoles, we have a bright future. Prayers to Jordan Travis. Yeah, you got to see a little bit of that, even at the very, very end of the game when Brock Glenn and Sam Singleton are on the field. Singleton's going to be a nice player. Uh, yeah, that running back, it just keeps – you keep thinking. They just keep bringing out more and more guys that look good out there. Yep. And Yeah, it was good it, Good for Brock because the first couple series, I thought he was a little rusty, and I'm glad they gave him. By the end, he, he, he got his feet under him. You saw some of the reason why he's talented. And the other one, talk about him and Vandravius hooking up. I think that's something we're going to see a lot for years to come. Oh, agreed. And uh, to the 2,000-plus of you, welcome into the Warchant Game Day postgame call show. We started a little bit early tonight. Um, you should have a DVR function before you on the channel if you want to see the open and us discussing our, our initial thoughts and presenting our initial thoughts on what is just bittersweet, doesn't do it justice. This is a horrific, uh, really sad night for Florida State and for its leader, quarterback Jordan Travis. We are documented along the way. Not going to ask you to do those things that we do promotionally speaking. Just thank you for being with us. We will provide you yeah. news as quickly as we possibly can to that end. And we are getting your reactions either via calls or via the chats. Uh, I don't know if we have any more chats uh, left, but if we do any comment from Director Ben, go ahead. We will go to the phone lines in just a moment. Um, I see uh, Ian McGregor chimed in and he says, uh, stop blaming Norvell for the injury. It is idiotic. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of passion, Gene, about why are you yeah. calling a run play for Jordan in that situation? I, before I offer any thoughts, what, do you have some uh, strong thoughts on, on the matter? No, I don't have strong thoughts. It's just it, it just happens. I mean, it's they wanted a spark. A lot of times Jordan running kind of gets it, sparks the team. It's what he's been doing for years. And it was done. I mean, you can you can second guess anything, and I get it. You want to blame somebody. You can't. It's hard to just accept that this is a part. It's a random part of violent game. The guys get hurt all the time, so you want to blame Norvell. You want to blame the guy for making a dirty tackle. You want to blame Jordan for not sliding. Whatever the thing is, but it's just shit happens. I'm sorry, but it, yeah. it happens. Yeah. It happened to it happened to the worst time to a great player at the you know at the worst possible time. It, it is what it is. Yeah, if you want to be frustrated with something, we can put up Garrett's comment here, and uh, you could be frustrated about maybe the fact that you're down 13 to nothing. Is it fair to say this coaching staff looks ahead, Jacksonville State down at home tonight? There's no excuse to be down at home versus a team like that. I'll grant you seven. A trick punt, you get down there. The trick the third punt was, yeah, I mean, nobody saw that coming from the 20-yard line or wherever that was at. That was ridiculous. Nobody, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a team. Have you seen a team pull a fake punt that deep in their own territory before? I mean, um, you got to be, I've seen it in the NFL once or twice, but it's desperate situations. Yeah. You got to be alert to it. I'm not saying that you need to go up 65 yards, but it, if they pull out a rabbits out of their hat, we'll use the word hat, um, you know, you can understand that, Gene, because they know they can't line up and play. They start with a swinging gate in this game. Yeah. So it's tricks galore. I'll, I'll give you seven, you know, because even that throw on third down, Renardo, turn around. What is this, like three, four years ago, defensive back play? Turn around, find the ball. Um, it, it's a low percentage completion uh, in terms of yeah. if you were doing like Amazon Web Services on a Sunday, what are the chances that gets caught for a touchdown? Low. It ha you're down seven to nothing. 13 is a little much now. Now they're now they're still pulling tricks. Yeah, the second and, touchdown, you're right. That was and I think if you if you want to be frustrated, and everybody wants to place blame somewhere, but but if you want to be frustrated about this situation, it's that I think you needed to give Jordan the option to run. The offense wasn't doing anything. They were they were lifeless, they were inconsistent. And I think a quarterback run was something they were trying to do to get the guys energized. Yeah, you should never have to do it again against an FCS team. But you're down 13 to freaking nothing. And it's we're getting late in the first quarter at that time. 
So that's where I get frustrated is why the hell do you have to even consider that that could have to be a play that you call? And and after protecting him so much during the season, I mean, good Lord. Well, that's that's the frustrating. I guess if there's anything to be frustrated about, there's so many of these tight games when you, they refuse to run him. And then against an FCS team, you run them out there and put them in harm's way. I guess that that's, and I understand the frustration. I'm frustrated by it, but I get, but that's been the motif. I think if they were down 13, nothing against, another team and an ACC yeah. opponent, they're going to do the same thing. I mean, that's just kind of how this goes because when they've done it in the past, we've seen it suddenly the defense plays better. The offense plays better. It opens up the running game. It opens up the passing game. You know, that's, that's this team's motif. That's how they work. And like you said, Tom, they should have never got to that point, but between coming up flat and, you know, that, that team pulling off several trick plays basically on you and some low percentage plays that paid off for them. Yeah, you know, you were in that position. Florida man in Texas says this is why you don't schedule FCS teams. I mean, it's mm. a, it's an easy win, but yeah, you Florida just State that doesn't have a great record so far with FCS teams. They have not worked out well. No, and, and the thing is, you know, you you look at the schedule and the way it lays out, and if you're going to play two rivals within 14 days, this is the exact game that you want yeah. in between. This is the one that you want. You want a layup. And it is a layup, even though you're down 13 to nothing, you're going to win. You did. You did with your backup quarterback. You win it going away. You, you won just, by 45 points. Did you? I, num- think I saw, was there a spread? I think there was a spread somewhere. It was hard to find. I think it was like 44 or something. Yeah. So they did with that last play. I guess they covered. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. If you had minus 44 and that's how you backdoor it, yeah. wow, that's, uh, <laughs> that's something. But it's, it's just one of those deals where the number one goal in a night like tonight is to get out of there healthy, and they didn't in, in the worst way. In the worst way possible. Thank yeah, you for the last guy. I, yep, you want to get. We hurt. appreciate the contribution. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go mm-hmm. to the phone lines. Uh, we go to Pete in Copper City, Florida. Pete, go ahead. Pete. Welcome to the program. Hey, fellas. Good evening. Uh, just wanted to just say one comment, really, and that's uh, how proud we are of our university. Um, you know, Jordan coming in here. You know, everything aside from football. What a great story it's been for us, uh, restoring the legacy, getting us back to where we needed to be. You know, I'm sure Bobby's looking down, just smiling with a big grin from ear to ear. Um, such a nice young man. It, they just represent us so well. And I'd say that for the whole team. Uh, they're really just great. You know, it's a great representation of what we have now. And football aside, uh, I hope – you know, prayers go out to him, and thank, thank him for everything he's done, guys. Well, we appreciate the call, Pete. Thank you, Pete. And those are good sentiments. This is a team, you know, some teams, Gene, are not the easiest to get behind, even though you're winning. And 13 was easy, for, and they were here celebrated tonight. Yeah. And one of the most uplifting moments of the night was when Lawrence Toafili scores just before halftime, and he is straight mobbed by the 13 that was champion. awesome and how, how much cooler would that have been if we had not had a jordan travis injury that would have been a highlight would have been played over and over on loop it was fantastic by the way i, I guess i i thought i saw 44 somewhere someone else said it was 48 or 40 or eight 48 yeah. or 48 and a half so i guess fsu just barely did not cover as well so sorry i thought i saw 44 somewhere but who knows it was a little while but no pete thank you great call definitely prayers got to jordan and his family and uh you know it's just again it's heartbreaking yeah, Marcus uh, has a has a little bit of optimism in the face of all that we're feeling right now. We are going to win the national championship. If you notice how well, well we played after Jordan's injury, winning by numbers shows how we can band together. 
So oh, what a great story that would be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Tate Rodemaker story coming off the bench to lead up as she to a national championship. I mean, they, they, they would make movies and write books about that. If Jordan's injury didn't make you misty eyed, Tate finishing the job for Jordan would. Um, okay. I don't know that I'm ready to wrap my mind around that alternate reality, but look, I, I will say, Gene, just one thing specific to the passing game. And, you know, Florida doesn't exactly play a lot of great defense either. So it's going to be tough to tell. And Mertz has apparently broken collarbone if he's out. And is that right? You know, oh, my God. That's what some people are saying. I did not see it, but people in the chat have said broken collarbone for him. So not a good oh. night for quarterbacks. Attrition Central in Gainesville next week. I, I do think that you are going to see more downfield shots from Tate. I just think you're going to have maybe a couple of higher highs in the passing game, but maybe some lower lows too. That's going to be its own roller coaster ride here uh, in the near term. Yeah, uh, we'll have world. a good a break. Could be a good breakdown this week of kind of like how that what this does, how it changes the passing game. This one, I mean, he's obviously got the connection with Johnny. That's kind of his crutch. He's he's got to learn a little bit with Keon. It's a he's a different animal, and you got to figure yeah. out. You know, you can throw him. He did it in the one play when he threw across his body down the field. It's a little scary, but if he puts that in an area, if you a jump ball, I mean, it's no problem. Put that ball anywhere around Keon. You can do that with Keon. He's going to come down with a lot of those. It's just so tough to assess Tate tonight. Too, he knew he was going to go in because of the opponent. So sure. like he's preparing to go in, but not in those circumstances. Like so, you know, his he his brain. Well, him and the teammates, the line, everybody else yeah. was all just in yeah. shock. After that whole thing. So that was not the circumstance. It was a completely different scenario than what we thought it was going to be for him. Um, yeah. and, and I've noticed, too, and it's curious. I'm curious to take your, your take on this, Tom. It seemed like a lot of times because he has a rifle. He's got a howitzer. And there are certain throws he makes. It seems like guys were a little surprised the ball got there that fast. I'm not so sure they're used to getting his his fastballs because Jordan doesn't usually put that much vinegar on his passes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yes, I agree. There's a different level of velocity. Uh, Jordan sometimes can look like plumber at Louisville and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Tate can look like uh, Jake, the snake plumber at times, you yeah. know, uh, well, it'll be interesting to, to see how it plays out against a real team uh, next week. Tate does have some experience he can lean on. Uh, yep, the yep. thing I would say about Tate though, at least this first real impression here, Gene Get rid of the ball quicker. And Jordan had been doing that the last couple, yeah. of weeks. There are a couple of times where Tate does not feel it. The pressure that's bearing down on him, uh, that's going to have to change next week because, you know, you turn the ball over in the swamp because you're holding on to it too long. That's how the night can get longer and um, more dreary when it just when it comes to the scoreboard, not obviously some of the more serious um, undertones like a night like tonight. Uh, we now go to uh, Largo, Florida, to the 727, and we are talking to Chris in Largo. Chris in Largo, go ahead. Yes, I, I got a comment. I'm a first-time caller, lifelong Noel fan, and I watch a, a lot of college football. And I watched that juggernaut Georgia today, and I was looking at, man, our offensive line has to play better, man. Mm-hmm. Got to play better. Uh, prayers go out to Jordan Travis. Uh, good win tonight, but we got to play better against these uh, good teams that we're going to face here coming up. Yeah, no, agreed. We appreciate the call, Chris. You know, that's, again, if you're going to be frustrated with the circumstances by which the nearly unthinkable happened tonight, um, it would be that you're off to a 13 to nothing deficit and you're out to one within a half a quarter. And now you're, you're feeling desperate with an offense that looks stagnant. You know, Gene, they've had they've gotten off to good starts earlier in the season. They've been up and down with that. I think more good than bad. The first month of the season wasn't, but since then, mm-hmm. they've kind of righted the ship. But tonight, 
not the case at all. They were they were flat to start the game, and then it goes from flat to just six feet under. I mean, it's crazy, crazy. Well, Chris makes a good point. Here's one of the reasons I, I'm very dubious about Florida State's chances. And I think you guys on Jeff Cameron's show and some other of our shows made the very a good point where I think the equalizer, the line is not great. The line has been very, I just say it's not a bad offensive line, but I think it's an average offensive line. Yeah. And the, the reason why I was still optimistic about FSU being to get not only in the playoffs, but maybe do some damage in the playoffs is because Jordan's mobility is a great equalizer. You give him that month off to get healthy. He goes out there and runs. You see what Jaden Daniels can do to teams. Jordan is just as good when he gets out there in the open field. It can do what he does. And I thought that would negate the shortcomings of the offensive line. Now with him out of the equation, if we're going to look ahead, I think Tate needs, you know, he's a little slow to get rid of the ball. And you have an offensive line that's a little inconsistent and has some struggles and some guys banged up as well. That's not a good recipe when you start going against, like he said, the Georgias, the Michigans, you have to start going up against those type of teams. That's that's extremely problematic. Yeah. And I know the big the big issue right now is to get through your next two games, which we thought Florida State had a pretty good chance of rolling through the next two. Now it's a, obviously a lot more dicey, uh, giving your offensive line, giving who's a quarterback right now for Florida State. But, I mean, ha- were you to get by those two games and were the committee not to screw you over and push you out, which we may get into that soon, Tom, that, the dynamic has changed yeah. how the committee looks at Florida state with its Heisman candidate, no longer in the equation. Um, yeah. It, it's the offensive line. That's a real issue. And that's, I guess of all the things I've been disappointed in this season, I've been pretty happy across the board with everything. And I say the one thing I say to not live up to my expectations so far as the offensive line. Yeah. It just goes to show you too, in camp, Sometimes you can see a mirage because you're going against your own teammates every day. Mm-hmm. And maybe familiarity allows for things to transpire that you didn't expect. Coming out of camp, going into the LSU game, I think it was objectively true that Florida State was better run blocking than they were in pass protection. And that couldn't be yeah, more yeah. the opposite of how it played out. They're far better Crazy. in pass protection than they are. Oh, look at know. the PFF stats. It's incredible. I mean, yeah. Florida State's got one of the – they're every week out I, when I grade those things, it's through the roof, the pass blocking, and it's the exact opposite in run blocking. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen such a 180 with the two. They're doing the same thing. It's just a different type of blocking, and they're so bad in one and very outstanding in the other. Although, you know, there were moments tonight, and there's moments in games when, when they break through and they get pressure, but every team does it. Patrick Mahomes gets pressured. You know, every – you know, Jalen Hurts gets pressure in the NFL. Even great offensive lines give up some pressures. It happens. We now go to Jacksonville to talk to Ed in Jacksonville. Ed, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I was going to ask about the O-line, but someone else asked about that. So I'll ask about Tate. Um, How do you feel like he sees the field um, compared to Jordan and his arm strength? And I know you mentioned that earlier. But Mm -hmm. do you really think that he can get past um, UF and um, uh, Louisville? Thanks, you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you very Thanks, much. I thought that patient. might have been my best friend Ed is from Jacksonville. I thought that might have been him calling in, but well, yeah, it, it was, but but thank you, Ed. We have now confirmed there are two Eds in Jacksonville. Yes, at <laughs> uh, Gene, do you want to take first crack at this? What do you think? Sure, about sure. I mean, I, I think absolutely. I think Tate. We've seen it. I think he can he can play well enough to beat Florida and Louisville, especially Florida now. Apparently, maybe without Mertz. That obviously helps Florida. The, the nice thing about matching up with the Gators is they, as we know, they don't have a very good defense. Yep. I mean, it's a liability. It's a bad. It's not just an average defense. It's a bad defense. So that will help him 
uh, I, I would be like, if he was going at Clemson or something, I would be petrified. I think that would be a bad situation or even at Miami where they've got this dominant defensive front. That's going to get in his face a lot. I think this is a good matchup for him. And I was not overly impressed with Louisville today. And I will say one thing that I've noticed when I watch it, you put see more practice than me. You can answer this the thing I do like about Tate because he's been in the system so long, he does seem to make his progressions pretty fast. And he, you know, he's got, as we've seen, and I talked about, he's got a really strong arm to get the ball there. Um, but he needs the protection. I think unlike Jordan, he's not going to buy more time. He can, he can run a little bit, but obviously it's a whole different level of Jordan, but he needs to get rid of that football. And uh, that's the one thing you worry about, as you pointed out one play where he holds on the ball too long and gets hit and fumbles the football or whatever, that could be the difference in the game. So that I think is my biggest concern with Tate going down to Gainesville and playing against Louisville. So we have access to Beyond Pro Football Focus Sports Info Solutions as well, and they have something called boom percentage and bust percentage. And boom plays are essentially those – it's an advanced analytics term for EPA and how you know a play can affect your expected points by one or more. It's, just like, it's a big play. So instead of looking at like 20 yards for explosiveness, they're trying to, to use it with analytical tools. At any rate, boom and bust are great terms that we typically use with the NFL and draft picks, you know, that kind of a thing. But I think Tate, in, in the course of a game, throw for throw, has a higher boom rate, and I think he's got a higher bust rate. I think you're going to get a little yeah. bit of both with Tate. I think at times he sees the field better than Jordan does about what's open, and he'll get the ball to what's open rather than forcing a matchup more than Jordan does. But the problem is his bust rate and the negative plays are going mm-hmm. to be at, at a higher clip as well. You're just trying to outpace it on the boom side of the equation, Gene, because you know Jordan, throughout this season, two interceptions. To intercept, he doesn't turn the ball over, yeah. and and Tate is apt to do that. But then Tate can also put your jaw on the floor. It's not uncommon, Gene, when you go to practice here at Florida State the last few years, that Tate Rodemaker delivers the best throw of the day across all quarterbacks. I like that when he had Vendravius that throw up the middle. I don't think Jordan makes that throw. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. just a beautiful because he's got the arm strength. He saw that he saw him break open there, and he made that a great throw there. So you're right, you're going to get some of those, but that's what you hope he doesn't have a couple really bad ones down in Gainesville that cost you the game. Let me get you really excited about that throw. It was actually Brock. That was Brock. In, well, that's in right. That was Brock. Yep. That's the future is bright. I got to wear shades. That's you just. That's correct. You just don't want to see him next week. You know, Brock now has to prepare one play away from coming in the game. He, I don't think he's ready. Well, let's not go. We're we're ready for the competition in the spring between Brock and Tate. Let's do that. We don't need to have another injury to Tate. Tate needs to be the guy here the next few games. Yep. We now go to the nine one two. Where is nine one two? You ask. Well, it's Wyoming. And we wow, now okay. are joined by 100 proof football. All right. Football from Wyoming. Go ahead. Bless us with your take, 100 proof. How are you? <laughs> I don't know about blessing you guys, but the 912 <laughs> is actually Savannah, Georgia, which is where I'm from. And it's oh. hilarious because I just got off a plane. I literally called you guys from the aisle of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to get through to you guys. And now I'm, in, I'm back home down south in Georgia. So Wyoming is a 307, but I will always be the 912. Look, I want to be, uh, I want to be realist, and then I want to be optimist. And for the the realist part, look, Norvell blinked tonight. Norvell got down 13 and 0. He worked all week talking about we're not going to take this team for granted, and then all the media not blaming anybody. 
especially my favorite site that I'm a <laughs> been a subscriber of for 15 years, Warchan. Not blaming anybody, but nobody even like blinked even to analyze this game. And so it's hard for a coach to sell a game like that to his team. And so he came down out with all the trick plays, everything they had out the, out their hat, 13 nothing, And then he had to run the quarterback just to create a spark. Man, you just won the game 60-something points after that. You went on a 60 or nothing run. What is going on? There are no circumstances that you need to run your quarterback like that. No cir- This is a high school team, a three-win FCS team. If you came out and posed your will on this team, how are you going to beat Florida and Swamp? How are you going to win the conference championship? How do you expect to even be in the playoffs when everybody else says you shouldn't go because a one-loss SEC team should go over you? If you can't go and pose your will in this game, you don't blink. And he blinked, and he was looking for a spark. when you didn't need a spark. You're the better team. You go and pose your will over 60 minutes, a 60-minute football game, not a first-quarter football game. So I really think I love Norvell. He's 10 years younger than the average coach. He's got 10 years less wisdom. He gained some tonight, and he wore it on his face on the sideline all night long, and I hated to see it. And it it broke everybody's heart, man. I'm not going to blame it all on Norvell because the defense didn't step up. Nobody took the game as serious as they should have from the get. They got serious once their quarterback got hurt. But it was hard to watch. Now, I've listened to you guys for years talk about how great Tate is in practice. He might be the better passer. Look, there's some optimism. We can be optimistic with Tate going forward, throwing the ball. But look, man, the offensive line couldn't even block tonight. Mm -hmm. So if he can't have time to sit and read, Jordan Travis, who was getting famous for that, throwing off his – uh, uh, back foot as he was fading away, completing passes because he didn't have time. Now we're in trouble with Tate. And the one good thing going about it is people don't have a lot of film on Tate. That's great. But, and everybody around him got to set their game up. In a weird way, maybe the team galvanizes. Maybe Jordan Travis was a clutch. I mean, a, a crutch, excuse me. Maybe they knew no matter what happened, we got Jordan Travis, can bail us out to fall back on. Now everybody else. The other 21 guys on that team got to stand up and build up and hold up tape until we figure out what's going on with Jordan Travis. But the last thing I'll say is we watched it. Anybody that watched pro football Thursday night, the hip drop tackle, man, it's got to go. Hip drop tackle is killing people, killing careers. It's the same thing as the horse collar. Why do they stop the horse collar? Because it's bending people over backwards like that. The hip drop's doing the same thing on these people's legs. The hip drop tackle's got to go. So thank you guys for letting me call in. You know I love you guys. Subscribe to War Chant, baby. And we're 11-0. Let's stay positive. Tate can win in the swamp. I'm getting flashbacks to Mark Alston's ass. All right? (laughs) But maybe if we get to the playoffs, maybe we got a better team around them and better pieces. I'm looking at you, O-line to make some things happen. Love you guys. want to hear you guys respond. Thank y'all. Thank you. As always, 100 Proof Football from the airport tonight. You can hear the message yeah. from the airport PA. 
<laughs> wanted to drop in and, and give his thoughts. And Gene, I mean, he he makes a great, great yeah. Point. I love Hunter Proof, one of my favorite callers, and you know it. It is worth. I know. I know. We talked earlier about you got you know all the blame game goes around, and that's a motif. But you know, it makes a good point about Norvell. You know, we talked about before about reading the room. About sometimes I think he lets his emotions get the best of him and not looking at the bigger picture. You know, it is, you knew Florida State was going to come storming back and score a ton of points and win this game easily, whether he ran on that play or not. And I think it's the motif of, oh, Florida State's struggling, they're sluggish, let's run the quarterback because that always sparks him. But yet maybe, you know, he makes a good point. Read the room. You're playing an, a down-and-out FCS team. You know, maybe you don't need to do that in this instance. You know, heck, maybe it takes a little bit longer to get this team going. Um, I know he made the point about the OL, and I think they're going to need to step up. If this team is going to have go on and win an ACC championship and maybe make a run in the playoffs, that line needs to play better because Jordan was a crutch for them. He can he can bail them out. He can run for a play. He could extend drives. He could do a lot of things that Tate is not going to be able to do. Tate's got some talent of his own, true, but he needs the protection. So those guys are going to have to step up, and they're going to have to be better in run blocking Yep, because you can't be one dimensional with Tate Rodemaker. He needs a complete offense to be successful. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, just for my own part of it, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. We've got enough different opinions at Warchant. Tate can have the best throw in practice, and Tate sometimes I think sees the field better. But the consistency—I don't want to get it twisted here. Like, there's a more consistent quarterback that was waiting in the wings for Florida State. So, you know, I know that's not exactly what Hunter Proof is saying. I just want to clarify yeah. here. The better quarterback is the guy who's hurt. Oh, 100%. Don't get it twisted. But the person who's capable in a moment of a better throw, and maybe sometimes, not um, consistency part is remains to be seen. He's only played a half a game that meant something as Tate Rodemaker, and that was last year on the road at Louisville, like against a Power 5 opponent for real, down. There are times I think he sees, the, he sees it better, but consistency, we need more data, and we're about to get a crap ton more yeah. data on Tate Rodemaker. You talk about Gene, in, in, you know, you're sad for your teammate. And one of, I think the, the most somber shots tonight on the TV broadcast was when you saw the quarterback area of the bench and there were four chairs and there were three dudes sitting and there was a chair open and it was Jordan's. And you're just like, Oh man, you know, it's not quite the level of tiny Tim and and his stool being because Jordan's he's going to be live a long life here, but it's just from a football standpoint, yeah. you feel that you feel that. But after you process that, when you're Tate gene, this opportunity that's before you, you don't love the circumstances, you hate the circumstances, but this opportunity, we were talking about how spring ball was going to be Tate's chance. It's right before you now. Yeah, it, it, it is. It waits for you in the swamp. Hmm. Your destiny as a Florida State quarterback waits for you in the swamp well, and, and in Charlotte. Yeah, and he can live in infamy. I mean, let's just put the playoffs aside for a minute. I mean, just going down and being a backup, going to games on beating the Gators, that of itself. You beat one of your hated rivals in state. You get FSU to an undefeated regular season. You do that, they're going to remember you. It's just like, you know, it's tin cup, man. You make that. It's not going to matter. You don't win the whole thing. You make this. You get it on the green in this circumstance in the Masters. They're going to remember you. This is what he, this is his shining moment. Even if he doesn't win the job next year. And then if he, get, he does that, winning the champ, it's a championship, winning the ACC championship. If he's able to go on and do that, whatever happens in Gainesville, that is memorable. That is going to leave a mark. That's going to, you're going to have a legacy there. Um, playoffs are a bonus at this point. I mean, let's face it. Beat the Gators, win an ACC championship, 
at this point with Jordan gone, I mean, that's a tremendous accomplishment for this t- team to go if they end up going 13 or no. And if they if they get if the committee doesn't screw them and they yep. get in the playoffs to me, that's just that's just bonus. If you, you do something there, great. But at this point, without Jordan, I'm not really expecting much there. But the, your goals of being undefeated regular season, beating your rivals, winning an ACC championship, those are right in front of you, Tate Rodemaker. And they're all doable. And so, yeah, you know, to, to what comes after that, let's go to a war champ member of 20 plus years. My goodness. This is Chris in Missouri. Chris, first of all, thank you for your support. Yeah. You've been supporting this website since I was 15 years old. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, welcome You're to the making program. me feel old again, Tom. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys, man. Yeah. So it's crazy. You know, the metamorphosis as you go through life, Gene, it sounds silly, man, but you know, over the years, uh, what you've done with war chant and just, finally tuned your craft and created a market share, man. I remember going through college and losing my mom and just having the outlet of going to war chant in 03 or 02 is when I started. And then you, you become a dad and you have kids and I lost my dad and just being able to have that outlet, man, what you created is really, it's what fans and what fanatics become, right? I I greatly appreciate what you've done. Um, I was Drury on there. I think that's my picture now. But, yeah, I think I started right after I finished my grad assistantship at Florida State. So, anyhow, thank you for everything you've done, Gene. You, you've done an awesome oh, job. Thank um, you, Chris. That's just, thanks for, the for record, taking the ride man, with us. I was us. at the 13 National Championship. I put 22 to 1 odds, $100 down in Vegas. Um, I was out there visiting some friends at a conference in August. And when I finished and left that game and drove home and went to the Aria and picked up my ticket, um, you know, I felt pretty fulfilled. And I said, hey, you know, if every five or eight years, I don't need it every year. I don't need to be a Bama fan. But if we could just feel this feeling every five to eight years, it's been 10 years, man. And, you know, I didn't think, and I, I want to hear what you guys think. I felt like this year was was kind of Mike hedging his bets and using the roster and the transfers and the retention to build up enough that, hey, if we make the playoff, it, it's great. But to build up enough reputation to get the recruits to start making that transition and losing Jordan. I'm not blaming Mike, but I felt eerie feelings of Jacksonville State the first first quarter. I felt like you're not desperately running Jordan if you're ahead and taking care of business. And I'm not blaming Mike. I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think he's, you know, maturing as it happens. But can we make can we make the playoff, get Daryl Jackson back, get healthy, and just make the playoff with what we have right now? What do you guys think? I'll hang up and listen. I mean, if we can do that and get a top three or four class, we can we can totally flip this thing. But I want to hear what you guys think. Tom, I love what you guys do. I love the JCS. Gene, thanks for everything. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Chris. That's uh, wonderful support across the board. We appreciate your support and uh, for taking the time to call us, you know, giving up your time on top of all the fact that you're a subscriber for 20 plus years. It's pretty cool. Um, to me, Gene, yeah, yeah, you can still make the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah. You could go 13-0, first of all. That's the only way you're getting there. It was before Jordan got hurt. The only way you're getting there is if you went out and you win all your games, and that's still quite possible for Florida State. They can do that. Um, the problem is, will the committee allow you to make the playoffs? And, you know, last week, late last week, Gene, I guess you call it this week technically, you put a video out on the channel talking about 2014 – looking back in that situation where Florida state was undefeated and uh, for portions of the season, three teams were in front of Florida state yeah. with a loss. Literally the, the, literally the end of the regular season, three, one loss teams are ahead of Florida state. 
the committee yeah. ranked it that way. So the committee has done that before, and it has happened to Florida State. In this instance with an injury, and they do mm-hmm. take injuries into account as the way they do in, in college basketball, same thing with the college football playoff selection committee in football, this style points are now of the utmost importance next week and in Charlotte. If you can win those two games and Tate engineers a lethal offense, I probably shouldn't use that word given our previous head coach, but if he can like an offense that runs up the numbers into the thirties or the forties in both games, I think you make a case at that point without getting too much help from the other conferences and, and teams dropping along the way. But Gina, I'd be fascinated by your thoughts because you, you love to talk about the big picture. You've been on pretty much all of our reaction shows for the playoff uh, so far. So what is your take on if would the committee still have the door opened to a 13 and 0 Florida State with Tate Rodemaker as a starting quarterback? Well, a lot of stuff has to. Well, first of all, Chris, thank you so much for your support over the years and talking about war, being with Warchin all this time through all these massive events in your life. Um I mean, that warms my heart when I hear stuff like that. So thank you so much for your support and taking the ride with us. But, you know, going back to the the playoff thing, Tom, a lot of it's a lot, like I kept saying over and over, a lot of weird stuff has to happen. Right now, it looks like Washington's about to run off the clock and get a two-point win against. So one of the nightmare scenarios is happening. I thought Washington might lose to Oregon State. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're about to pull that one off. Um, the good news is at least Louisville won. So if they can beat Kentucky, at least you'll be against a top eight nine or eight team. I think that's going to look good on the resume to do that. But yeah, so uh, the fear, of course, is, again, the committee, they're humans, they have biases. We know they have an SEC bias. Everybody seems to, especially ESPN, let's face it, they're tied in with a committee. It's an incestuous relationship with ESPN, and they love the SEC. So the fear is Alabama goes and wins a close game against Georgia, and they're going to think those are the two best teams on paper because because they're Georgia and Alabama. In the fear of Washington, who I will Washington is passing is they they've won this game. Washington is passing Florida State. I can already say yep. it now they're going to be number five. Mm-hmm. I'm warning people now: be prepared on Tuesday when that committee comes out. Washington is going to jump Florida State to number four. They will drop to number five. Now they still have to play Oregon, and we're going to assume as bad as Auburn losing to New Mexico State today. So I'm assuming mm. Alabama is going to house them and be in the SEC championship. So the fear is, and it's playing out the way I, I said it might, is that Alabama, if they're able to beat Georgia, then the committee's got a difficult decision to make. And if and if Washington beats uh, Oregon for yep. the Pac-12 championship, then they've got a real problem. Do they dock Florida State? Because as you said, Tom, and you sent me a couple examples that's happened in the past where the committee has come out and said they do take injuries into account. When you have a Heisman Trophy candidate and the best player in the team is out, this is not the same Florida State team that beat LSU that went and beat at Clemson, which, by the way, that's one thing I should have brought up in the video. Nobody beats Clemson in Clemson. North Carolina with Drake May, who could be the one of the top things I saw. He's the number one quarterback now. Yep. Uh, one of the early things I've seen. Uh, Notre Dame, who basically owned Ohio State except for the final fourth down play. They couldn't beat Clemson and Clemson. Florida State could, but for some reason that's not even brought up in any of these discussions. So, but my point is the quarterback that led you to those wins and the one thing for us that was kind of hanging its hat on is now not in the equation. They're not, and, and I can tell you, they're not going to look in the fact that Daryl Jackson will be back. They're not going to dig that deep to say, well, you've got an elite defensive tackle who's disruptive, who's going to be back potentially for the playoffs. 
So that's my fear is that it could play out this way. So don't be surprised if Florida State does happen to beat Florida and Louisville, especially they don't if they don't do so with style points, as you pointed out, Tom. Yep. That they end up being on the outside looking in. And I, I pointed out over and over in that video, it's extremely unlikely. But now with Jordan out, I think if that plays out perfectly, I think it's a realistic possibility at this point. You need Louisville to win next week. Because that's going to help you in the that's style. That's going to help program. a lot. Because you're going to say you're, they're going to be the top eight team, let's say, for a conference championship and be undefeated, and you're still going to kick them out? Yeah. it's um, To me, there, there are two questions here. Can Florida State go 13-0? To that, yes. Yes. Full stop. Absolutely. But, I, but, but versus maybe 80 90% sure, maybe I'm about... 60%, I mean, 50, 60%. I mean, it's, it's the percentage has gone way down. Oh, we'll take a look at what Vegas thinks. Uh, Gene, now, now Mertz got hurt. So you, you probably aren't, aren't it's, not a, it's not a wash though. Jordan's a lot more important to Florida state than Mertz is for Florida. No, just what I'm saying is that they might turn the line off for that game, but the future was at 11. It was Florida state favored by 11. Points That's what I saw. Road. I thought I saw an early line. It was yeah. 11, right? And if Mertz was healthy, you'd get a better idea of what Vegas. So what is it going to be like four? Three or four now, probably. But now with take well, well, Mertz injury, you know, so there's a there's a yeah. double impact to the line, so you don't get a good idea. It's probably five to six points in Vegas, I would okay. think that Jordan was worth. That, I mean, Florida State would still be favored, but maybe on the other side of a touchdown, you know, six, you know, something like that. Uh, at any rate, that that's for a reason. Florida State is not as good of a football team without no. Jordan Travis. That's just true. We're not take take any elite quarterback. Take. Uh, you know, anybody off of an elite team, take uh, Jaden Daniels yeah. or Bo Nix or any of these guys off their team. And it looks like Florida might be on the verge of pulling off a crazy upset here. Uh, it looks like they are up by one point uh, and uh, Missouri's in desperation time here. So uh, somehow they were able to go there and pull this off without. And I know they were behind pretty good with uh, when Mertz went out. So. Um, yeah, and Missouri kind of they've kind of risen up and they just stopped it. So that's it. Gators are going to win this. Wow. So they are going to be bowl eligible. Son of a. OK, it would have been nice to keep them from going to a bowl. Although, you know, I like when they go to a bowl and they have to kick field goal to prevent a shutout at the end of the game. <laughs> that is true. Maybe they can do that two years in a row. Got to get through them. Uh, the the odds are I still I think in Florida State's favor to go 13 and 0. they're mitigated. But then that's only one half of the equation. The other half is what does the committee do with Florida State? So we'll see, and we'll keep you posted here on WarChant TV yeah. every step of the way on a somber night to be an old fan. There's no two ways about it. We now go to Long Island. We talked to Pat in Long Island. Talked to him last the week after the win over Miami. Pat, go ahead. Might want to mute your TV, Pat. All right, I'll mute my TV. Give me one second. <laughs> All right, using it right now. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. Go ahead, Pat. All right, so. Give me, give me one second. Gotta get that all the way down. All right. So I've been seeing a lot of uh, chatter online saying it's over. Like it's over. It's over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Hell no. It ain't over now. Cause when the going gets tough. The tough get going. I'm saying if we get to the playoffs and all we got to beat, all we got to beat is this Florida team that is coming off a victory against Mizzou. Good for you, Florida. You got bowl eligible. Congratulations. You did it. 
Oh, wait. Oh, oh. Oh, I, I spoke too soon about Missouri. They just converted a fourth and long. Spoke too soon about that. All right. So we have we have this Florida team that also lost their quarterback, which I hope he I hope he gets better and I hope he can play against us because I want to kick his butt too. All right. We got to play a Louisville team that went to overtime with Virginia and barely beat Virginia, which is the best three and eight team of all time. But we will give them that. But here's the thing. Have you all ever heard of this man called Cardale Jones? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Cardale 20- Jones. Cardale Jones in 2014 playoffs. Yep. 2015 yep. national champion. Cardale Jones. One with Ohio State as the third string quarterback. As the third string quarterback. Why not us? That's what I want to ask the fan base right now. Why not us? Right now, yes, we're down in the dumps. Yes, Jay Trav was the truth. I love Jay Trav to death, and he was amazing. He made so many plays for us over these past few years. I was at his, I was at his, his uh, debut at Boston College when Odell Hagens was the head coach. And we won that. We won that football game. I I love Jay Trav to my dying day. I I want to put him in the ring of circle. But here's the thing. This is not the Jay Trav team. This is Florida State. We have a daggum great football team. And you know what? I believe. I believe that this defense is going to step up much like the Jets step up against the Bills in, the, in week one, against every team they play this year because they got Zach Wilson at quarterback. <laughs> and they say, oh, we got to play today. We got to play. We got to play every single snap because we don't know how many points they're going to score. And I'm not saying Tate Rodemaker is that. I think Tate Rodemaker is way better than Zach Wilson is in the NFL. I love I love Misa Tate. I think he's a I, I think he's a he's a damn good quarterback that throws the ball on a rope. He throws the ball almost too hard. It, it, it's bouncing off of Jaheim Bell's uh, face mask face mask on fourth and down. So I'm saying, if we can just navigate, if we could just navigate these next two weeks. Why not us? Why not us? Listen, we have now we have zero expectations. We just want to beat the Gators. We want to win the ACC. That was the that was the goal from day one, from JCS and from Warchamp. Everybody was saying, "Hey, let's just win the ACC and maybe get into the playoffs." We're there. Hey, headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, 
Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. We're there. Why not us? And once we get there, you're playing with house money. Nothing is more dangerous than a team that's playing with house money. That is correct. We got nothing to lose. That is correct. Thank you, Pat. We appreciate the call. And during that call, Missouri marched all the way down the field. Yes, they did. We got to cut you off there, Pat. And from the Animal House reference, we really appreciate it. I love it. And I think we need to have Pat. If they when they if they make the playoffs, we need to get Pat in the locker room to give the pregame speech. Get him you know, fired I think, up. Uh, he also started a debate I never knew that I'd have in my head, which is, is Tate better than Zach Wilson right here, right now? Maybe. I don't know. He could be. Uh, Zach was a great player at BYU, but I think Tate might be better if they threw him in yeah. with the Nets this weekend. Uh, but uh, Mizzou on a fourth and seventeen. How about that? Converted the fourth and seven. I thought I thought that was a fourth down play when it's incomplete. I don't know if there was a penalty or what happened there, but yeah, suddenly they're back in the game. They converted the fourth and seventeen. A, a typical Gator way to choke it at the end when the game was over. They got so, uh, uh, kickoff and one more play to to survive here. Does Mizzou? They've been kicking field goals all night. That's four of them now for Missouri. <laughs> Uh, all kinds of crazy crap was happening during that call, Gene. So this today at Hotel Indigo, the final broadcast of the year was fantastic. We appreciate everybody who showed up all season long. What a great atmosphere it was, uh, you know, to celebrate the team before we mm-hmm. saw what happened in the first quarter. Everybody was in wonderful spirits and the weather really turned nice as the sun set. But as the sun was setting, my God, Gene, it was uh, very bright out there. And uh, I was getting some sunblock in my eye. I, I mean, that is the most stinging pain in the world. <laughs> as Pat was talking. So Mizzou's going down the field. Sunblock is touching my eye. And it ends. It all is well. It ends well. It was a good call. Thank you, Pat. Mizzou now up 33-31. They're going to have to do some sort of uh, you know trick play down the field. Uh, with you know, how nice and this is you know, what's awesome about this too is why we all we of course we all revel when the gators lose which is awesome especially when they kind of choke away a, a lead what looked like they were going to win but also the fact that recruiting class is just falling apart and this just you keep keep building loss after loss after loss more of those four and five stars just start stripping away and uh puts an apier in a bad position that schedule i don't know if anybody's looked ahead to their 2024 schedule it is it's a gauntlet. It is hard. Is it? Unbelievable, Tom. I don't, know if, I don't know if Ben could pull that thing up at some point. It's like, nobody's going to want to take that job, so they can't fire Napier. So they're going to be stuck, oh, man. and he's got to get through another year. I think I, I know they have Texas on the schedule, and oh. I think they uh, I think maybe Alabama gets back in there. I mean, it, it's brutal. So it, they they had a hook and ladder coming, Gene, and the kid didn't even <laughs> catch it on the hook and ladder. <laughs> uh, and interestingly enough, that's their yeah, schedule yeah, yeah. for so next year. 
But real quick, I recall a Florida-Tennessee game from about eight years ago, maybe. I think it was in the swamp. Maybe UCF will beat them. They're looking pretty good lately. Florida hit on like a fourth and 30 or some friggin' nonsense mm-hmm. play on Tennessee to rip their hearts out as they seemingly did every single year. Missouri remains a one-loss team, probably still in the top 10, I would think so, after uh, yeah. getting this win, with a fourth and 17 conversion. They wow. kicked four field goals tonight. They came up empty in the red zone a bunch tonight, and the choke was completed as Missouri wins 33-31. to 31. Florida will be playing, in fact, for bowl eligibility or a 5-7 and seven campaign if they lose next week. Yes. That's what's before Florida State. Wow. Wow. Uh, that schedule was uh, pretty ridiculous, Gene. They did play nearly yeah. everybody because uh, it's not like Texas is getting worse in recruiting rankings. They'll probably be now, taking how bad it's gonna be. Everybody's going to know he's in the hot seat. If they finish 5-7 and seven and the class falls apart, it's like you know you're going to have best case. Maybe they're 6-6 six and six next year, whatever the case is. So, I mean, he's done. I mean, everybody knows he's going to be fired uh, with that schedule. So, yeah, Miami, who, uh, you know, that's hmm. obviously not easy. UCF is not an easy one. Georgia, Florida State, Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Uh, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gators. Wow. Uh, times get tougher and tougher. For That's Florida. a shame, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, a couple more people to thank. Actually, many more here. I'll start with the Wealth Influencer. We may have hit this if we didn't. Uh, I'm glad that we're doing it again at, at the worst case. Uh, but number 13, one of the greatest. Definitely wasn't expecting this. Heart goes out to JT Money. Thank you, Wealth Influencer. Uh, that's what tonight is, is mostly about. We're finding ways to chuckle. Miami and Florida have provided that for us. Uh, Jordan Travis himself said he hates Miami, so I'm sure he smiled before he took the field tonight that they choked away a late-game situation, did the Hurricanes, and so did Florida. So there you go. Uh, 38-31 was Louisville's winning score. 33-31 is Missouri's winning score. Uh, but tonight, thank you, Wealth Influencer, is about saying, get well, Jordan. And let's do this now. You know, Gene, if Florida State does win the ACC championship and they're undefeated, how many wins would they have on the season? Yeah, that would be the Magic 13. They Same would be. Our, uh, but I hope they don't end on 13. No, of course. But <laughs> if they can hoist the trophy in two weeks' time in Charlotte. I think right yeah. now we'll take that. I mean, like I said, a- as our last caller pointed out, being being in the play, if you get to the playoffs at 13-0, and 0, you're playing with house money. I, he's he 100% correct. At this point, you take the undefeated regular season, you take the ACC championship, you take the state championship, and as pointed out by several people, this is building. This was a Mike Norvell to build to prove a proof of concept. You know, a lot of the times you go in recruiting the other stuff, they go, well, they like the guy, he seems he's doing the right thing, but we got to, you know, they're recruiting against him. Like, oh, they're not going to win. They're not a winning team. He's not got things in the right direction. Well, a 10-win team and a potentially a 13-win Undefeated. Uh, yeah, all those arguments by rival teams recruiting against Mike Norvell are completely out the window. And he can build up not only with a transfer portal, but now build up through recruiting class. And we're seeing that right now. I think they're ranked number three right now in the yep. uh, combined on three rankings. And, you know, I know Michael Langston threw out the other day that it is not inconceivable of a couple of these five stars that they're really trending for flip. That number one class is not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, the one thirteen that we don't like is it's thirteen hundred. I think battles end members at present. We got that's got to go up. That's got to go up. We're working on that. There could be good news coming this next week for Florida State, like epic news. So that's where you want to uh, support. And thank you, Gordon, for supporting us. He's referring to what Pat Long Island was talking about. What didn't Ohio State make the playoffs yep. in fourteen because their starting quarterback went down? And still won the Big Ten with one loss. They gave credit to the team, 
not one player. And yes, it was the primary, the starter, in other words, the backup. And the third stringer was the one that put Ohio State over the top. Nobody gave Ohio State a chance, Gene, when that playoff began. They were the uh, that final team in. Who was it that had the gripe? Was it TCU? Maybe I forget. Somebody did, and then Ohio State goes in to, and just was that the, the uh, was that back when they had Zeke Elliott? Was that the one that had? Uh, was he on that team? It could have been. Uh, oh, you're talking Ohio State? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Ohio State. Uh, yep, yep. Thank you very much, Gordon, for the contribution. Lowell hashtag for thirteen. Thank you, Lowell. We Thank really, you, Lowell. Really appreciate that. And Ryan says, in Norvell, we trust. Play for Travis. Play yep. for Travis. That's got to be the theme. Yeah, that's what Florida State's going to be doing the next couple of weeks. Jordan will make that trip. He'll be there, and uh, he'll be rooting Florida State on very, very hard because we know that he bleeds garnet and gold, and uh, we just we're sick to our stomach for him that this is how it how it ends for Jordan. But uh, you know what, Gene, in his final season as Florida State starting quarterback, his job is now done. It would appear he didn't lose a game, didn't lose one. How so. about that? Wow. What I mean, talk about his legacy right there. But they need to finish the legacy for him. Yep, and bring home that state championship and that ACC championship, and let him hold up that trophy. I want to see him sitting in Charlotte holding up that trophy. There'd be nothing better to honor him and what he's done for this program, what he's done for his teammates if they get the if they finish the job, and that needs to be it right there. We go to the war chant Ohana in Hawaii. We're talking to Spartan Ralph in Hawaii. Welcome to the program, Ralph. Aloha, everyone. How's it? Aloha, Ralph. Aloha. Okay, so I'm going to try to just ramble for a second and uh, give it to you because I'm going to try to tie some points together that lead to my ultimate question. But before I do that, I really love the Cardell Jones Jones uh, bringing mm-hmm. it up third string. I've been saying for six months that Brock Glenn is our future, and it sounds like he's going to take us to the promised land. So thank you, everybody, for believing in Brock like I do. Having said that, we have a, as pointed out earlier, we have a head coach that's learning on the go. Sometimes he tries to outsmart himself. We have an O-line that's either banged up, uh, not playing well together, or incompetent. Well, let everybody decide for themselves what it is. And we have a quarterback that has all the potential in the world, a strong arm, but absolutely folds like a lawn chair when things go bad. So now thinking about the entire season, four games remaining, we only really have two games in the short term before Coach Novell can take a break and pause. So I would like to know what offensive coordinator Tom Lang or Gene <laughs> would do with a two-game stretch, knowing all those things I just pointed out, uh, knowing that your quarterback can either take you to promised land or he can do a deer in the headlight and fold like he did uh, a couple times in previous past. And then my second question would be in that same vein, how much time this week do you give Brock as opposed to a traditional QB1 to QB2 week-long practice, how much time do you give Brock knowing that he's going to need as much time or more time to get prepared uh, than Tate would have if Tate was to go down or you lose confidence and have to pull him? So how do you balance all of that? Thank you. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, Thanks, Ralph. Well, Gene, uh, to start, you know, Brock, he's just gonna. I think you're just gonna slide the guys up. I don't know that you're gonna. Yeah, get you, you do what you normally do. I don't think you want to change your process at all with you've those guys. You've got. The... Go ahead. Uh, you, you. I mean, the the good news is is Tate's had so many reps with the offense. He knows the offense, and I think just taking those reps with the first team and prepping 
that you're going to go to Gainesville and being looking at the film and doing all that like Jordan would normally do, I think is fine. Tate will obviously move up. I, I'm sorry, uh, Glenn will obviously move up and get more more reps and have to prepare as if he's going for number two. But I don't I don't think it's time to shake things up and give Glenn a bunch of reps with the ones to try to get them ready just in case. I think you you got to keep. I mean, the thing this team now is stability. You need to go in their minds that look, we've lost we've lost Jordan, but we need to keep going on. We've got a guy who's we're lucky. We've got a very competent backup who's very talented and uh, we, you know, we're still, you know, all our goals are still in reach, mm-hmm. you know, just go through. So I, I think shaking things up too crazy would be a bad move. Yeah. I think this is not like one thing I'd say, Ralph is the practice structure of Florida state is not like the NFL where like the, the starters get all the reps. And then, you know, there's just like this other period of time that's very small or the backups or the second team offense. And because of that, Brock's going to get a ton, a ton of reps this week. Like he'll get plenty. He doesn't have to be given more because uh, there's a speeding up process. The thing that's tough for Brock is being out for so long with that hand injury. Mm. He didn't have that time to refine his game. I mean, if, if Tate goes down, you're in a real disaster mode here where where Brock has, Brock has the chops, but it's just, that's a lot to ask if, if he has to go in for a series or more against Florida and Gainesville, like at night, Geez, that's a doomsday scenario. And you can't run the ball? Oh, my goodness. That's um, that's potentially a big problem. I'm not saying he's not up to it. It's just that's an awful lot to ask, too much to ask of a true freshman. Uh, but Tate's got to get in with the ones. He's got to get more time with the ones. And so he's going to get a ton of it. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's now his job to lose through the end of next year. It is now Tate Rodemaker's yeah. job to lose through the end of next season. And, and I, I hope we go to the springtime where, like, it's not a competition because Tate has done so yep. well. These yep. next couple of games, you 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 know, you beat Florida down in Gainesville. You win the ACC championship. You you acquaint yourself well in the playoffs. Hopefully, they're there. Uh, that's going to go a long way to solidifying his position going forward. And, and Ralph also brought up, if we're an OC, look, it, it's cliche, but to me, it's like when you're down in Gainesville, give him some easy reads, some easy stuff to start out, get his confidence up because we've seen he can have these moments where he can make mistakes and press and throw balls you shouldn't throw. But I'm going to make things as simple and easy as possible. I got to keep him ahead of the sticks. Don't put him in third and 13 situation. If you're in a third and 13 early in the game, you know, do a yeah. draw play, do a screen, do something simple. Do not make him sit back there in, in that hostile environment and try to make reads and make a throw. Yeah. The best friend of a quarterback when you can't run the ball, mm, it's tough, but it's throwing on first down. It's throwing on first yeah. down. That's the best thing you can do for a quarterback in that situation. So, Ralph, I'd say quick game. Also, I mean, you know, he's folded a lot, but he didn't. He folded, then he unfolded himself against Louisville yes, he did. last year. And and the things that they ran, that I remember this because we did a big breakdown with Dominic Robinson after it was over. Um, but they ran basic RPOs. I mean, it was some of it was very basic. It's just you read the linebackers. If they're coming downhill, you throw to Johnny over the top. Remember that's some basic slants. I'm not talking about the big shots down the field. One of one of the touchdowns was that play. His first feel good play in the second half, the third quarter of that game was a basic RPO, and it's a quick slant to Johnny. And then when they took the shots, there was a, a lot of protection, max protection, six seven guys in there for the deep shots of Johnny. He took a hit as he delivered that strike down the field. I mean, t- they got him in, in rhythm with basics, vanilla offense, and then just letting him scan the field and make quick decisions. So I don't think that the it's any different at this point, Gene, in terms of what you asked Tate to do. 
the only difference this year is that Florida State is less explosive on the ground in the running game, and that's that could yeah. be a problem overall. And that that's the challenge that they're going to face. And I think they got to think about too keeping another tight end from, like you said, Max protect. I mean, I think he may need a little bit more protection in this thing. I think that may go a long way. And we saw tonight a couple times he held on to the ball too long, so he's going to need that protection. Yep, quick throws, called, designed quick throws help mitigate that issue, which is he holds on to the ball too long. So we'll see what they do next week. And it's going to be, I mean, if Mike Norvell thought he was going to get a good night's sleep tonight after an easy win, I mean, he's going right to the, the drawing board, I would think, tonight. Uh, we now go to Winter Haven, and we're speaking to Jordan in Winter Haven. Jordan, we haven't spoken to you in some time, but I remember your call from a couple of years ago. Welcome to the program. I wish my uh, my prediction or my hope would have uh, worked out that year, but uh, everything's going great. I'll, I'll try to keep it quick with you guys. Um, just a, a really heartbreaking day uh, for all of Knoll Nation. Uh, heart goes out to uh, Jordan Travis and his family and, and prayers as well. Um, uh, just a couple things. You know, this game, it just felt like the momentum was just completely pulled out of the game. I mean, <clears throat> we're struggling in the first quarter. Uh, just it seemed like everything was falling apart. The one thing I want to point out to people <clears throat> if they have doubt in what this team is, is if you roll back the clock, you know, two, three years ago, we would have gave up. <laughs> I, would, I would honestly say that there's most teams that would have been on the field looking at the scoreboard, looking at the momentum swing, looking at the, the, just the emotional toll that you're taking. Most teams would have probably given up. But you didn't see that. You didn't see that on the sidelines. Yeah, you saw guys worried, of course. But everybody got together. They rallied the troops. They got out there, and and they made an unbelievable turnaround. Um, I know it's I know it's North Alabama. Okay, I get it. But to me, honestly, in my heart of heart, I feel like this is the most significant, well put together team as far as camaraderie and fighting for each other. And I I just feel like. Those that, you know, are willing, you know, willing to cash in the entire season based on this single, you know, this single situation or, um, you know, these circumstances is, is really, you know, cutting that whole team short because, I mean, they really have put in the time and the effort and they've built the camaraderie. The second thing is, is I'm noticing that uh, everybody's disguising the blitz. Like they are just getting in the backfield and, and that's a, huge uh, worry and you guys had just stated some stuff that I you know I was thinking the same thing I'm like crossing around short short passes to the flats you know get the ball in and out the guy uh, Tate has got an insane arm on him um, and I think he, he's good at identifying the defense but uh, unfortunately when they disguise it you know most of the time it seems like it doesn't work out uh, the other thing was I, I felt like uh, Brock was like he looked in that run to me like Jordan Travis, not saying, you know, that he is Jordan Travis, but I just felt the, you know, he's got some wheels on him. It was a good play. Um, and at the end of the day, Jordan Travis still is the Tiger King, in my opinion. So no, that's true. Thank that's, you for that's all I wanted to add. I appreciate you guys. And, you know, my heart goes out to everybody in, in Noel Nation. This was a, a hard night for everybody. Thank you, Jordan. We appreciate the call. Good thoughts there across the board. Yeah, Tate, I think, diagnoses defense pretty well. Defense is pretty well, Gene. It's just the feeling of the pressure is a big part of playing quarterback and, and feeling it bearing down on you from either your blind side or, you know, if you're rolling out and there's a free rusher. I mean, Jordan actually hadn't done a very good job of that the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Got a, a near safety. 
at least by the rule of the way the ACC officials called it last week. Um, Tate can have issues with that. But in terms of if, if it's before him and before his eyes, and it's not about rushers, I think he's he's okay in that department. But you're just let's to Ralph's point, you're always afraid of the big mistake with Tate. And I think you're you're always gonna be kind of on pins and needles until there's a lot of data that says that that's beyond him and he's past that. So I think that's where we are with him. Yeah, and Jordan makes an observation. I just said sometimes this season, even though they've been generally pretty good on pass blocking, it does seem like they have some issues sometimes picking up some blitzes and you see guys come free. Sometimes on a running play, same thing, where there's just a gap and a guy comes flowing through there. So I think they need to sure up their uh, blocking schemes this week for because uh, you got a different quarterback back there and uh, you need to protect him a little bit better. Um, yeah, Glenn, uh, the, he, good point about Glenn. I think Glenn is kind of a little bit in between Tate and Jordan in terms of his mobility, but it, that's a real part of his game. And yeah. it will be, I think we've seen that. And you see it You see it in the NFL now. That's been the trend. I mean, you get guys who are, they don't have to be Lamar Jackson, but the days of Tom Brady and those type of quarterbacks are probably gone. I mean, you need to have some mobility to be able to, to expand. It just creates so much more pressure on defenses these days that you have to have some mobility there. And Glenn does bring that. So, again, I think we're going to have a fun spring with Tate and Glenn battling it out because you got a lot of talent there. And, uh, you know, I you know I, I had a lot of high hopes for A.J. Duffy, but I just I have a feeling he – my guess is he won't be here in the spring. Yeah. Um, We'll see if he is, then he may not be here past the spring, but you know, hopefully he is. I'd like for him to hang out and compete. But the fact that the last two times and there's been a situation to go to that next quarterback, it's been Glenn, as you pointed out time, even after a long injury for Glenn, he was still the next quarterback to come out. That seems to send a very strong signal to AJ Duffy where he is in the pecking order. And now when you bring Croman Hawk in next year, that doesn't bode well for him in terms of, competing for a starting job at some point potentially Croman hawks here in just a few weeks time i mean it's crazy yeah, he could drop the four string pretty quick yeah yeah that is true we now go for the 43rd time in the history of war champ tv to new york we're going to the 516 we're talking to josh coach josh in new york welcome to the program josh tommy tom and gino i had to still throw it out there like that i did everybody i know where we're feeling it for Jordan, and I feel for him. And, you know, he, he's been a great representation of the university and college football. You know, he's he, he's a kid has a bright future. You know, I hope he has a speedy recovery. And um, But I, I just have to say this, man. You know, we, we have to throw all the support behind Tate Rodemaker. We have to do it. Because at the end of the day, Tate is the guy that's up. He's going to have a full week of preparation. He's going to have Coach Norvell putting him in the in the right situations, you know, where where he can succeed. Not where Jordan can succeed, but where he can succeed. And I, I truly believe it. I truly believe it. This reminds me, you know, I'm a 49er fan, so I know all about quarterbacks getting hurt. And, you know, it, it, we have a choice to make now. Uh, are we going to? you know, feel sorry for ourselves or are we actually going to, you know, do what we have to do to win the game and win the game going forward. And I think we have a team that's good enough that can win all the games on our schedule, including the playoffs. I really, I truly believe that. I believe that Tate is not as bad as some people may think because they might be thinking a freshman year Tate. But I do also think that 
our team is going to rally around it. I think we're going to have guys that are playing better than what they've been playing like. Um, but I do have a question. And, and here, here's the question. The question is, do you think now, and, and I'm, a, I'm a glass half full guy if you haven't noticed, I think, uh, do you think now, you know, holistically, do we believe that this will give us a better idea of, A, do we next year go into the portal to get a quarterback? Or do we actually see if, you know, Brock can fight it out with Tate? I think AJ is gone. We, we lost two quarterbacks tonight because I think AJ is gone. Or, uh, so, so that's my question. Like I said, no nation, we got to keep our heads up, keep, keep a smile on our face because at the end of the day, we have a team that's ready to compete. Not just, not just a quarterback. And I know how much Jordan meant to everybody, but we have a team that is ready to compete. We have uh, NFL wide receivers. We have an NFL tight end. We have a NFL de- uh, defensive line. Well, I mean, I know that Renato Green went down, but man, A A Z is good. A Z can play. So let's let's all let's all take a breath. I know Jordan is hurt and I like I said, I feel for the kid and I and I love what he's done for our university, but take a breath and just realize what we have on the other side. A lot of teams wish they had what we had. So let's have let's have a good one, guys, and uh appreciate you all. Take care. Josh, appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. The glass half full approach. It's a tough night to be glass half full, but Josh is not deterred, not from the word go of that phone call. And uh, to the question about the portal, do you have any first reactions to that? Uh, No and hell no. They are not going to the portal, Josh. I'm sorry, but there's no, no, absolutely not. Um, Look, you you got a guy who's a crazy experience in Tate. We'll see what he does the next couple of games. You've got a highly regarded recruit. I mean, Glenn was highly regarded. He's come in. He's surpassed, I think, early expectations for what he is. You got Cromanhawk coming in. See, he's a five-star now, right, Tom? I think he is, yeah. Yeah, so he got bumped up to a five-star. Nobody's – people always think, look, if Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams wants to not forego the NFL and transfer to Florida State, sure – but realistically, you're not going to get an elite quarterback with all those quarterbacks sitting here to come in because the odds are, first, they're not going to get the job. And if they're elite somewhere else, there's just they can go to a different school where they can go in and guarantee to get the job. So it's, it's just not a realistic discussion. And I think Florida State is in a good position quarterback-wise going forward. So, no, I mean, they're not going to do that. Um, you know, and I but I, to, uh, to Josh's being very po- – positive about this team you're right this is still a very good team they still i mean the defense nobody talks about that sure they stumbled a little bit early in this game but this is a really good defense and you know they're one of the few teams that held Jaden daniels somewhat in check no one else has been able to do that not even alabama before he got hurt um you know there's a lot of very positive things about this team and i think they will rally because they know the offensive line is going to have to play better the running game is going to have to play better uh, you know, some of these other players, the defense is going to have to step more, but they're capable of doing, there's a lot of talent there. I think they can get it done. So yes, Josh, I think this is a, it's a good opportunity for a lot of these guys to really show what they can do. Phone lines are still lit up. Uh, you know, people are reacting. This is just a, a strange and sad night uh, to be a Florida state Seminole, um, given what happened in the first quarter tonight for Florida state, when Jordan Travis went down with a horrific injury. And we hope that, you know, whatever treatment he's going through right now, wherever he is in the medical centers of Tallahassee that um, he and his family are as comfortable as they possibly can be in a very difficult situation. We send our well wishes to 13, Uh, but we do need to mention and thank, and we should 
as there's been 1500 plus strong watching this post game show since it since the game ended gene it's um we thank you all for being a part of this show all season long on the war chant tv network here uh this is a a function of warchant.com head over to the site for more information on jordan travis we'll have more information here but this program all season long has been sponsored by our friends at Deluna Coffee, and they've got a holiday bundle box available now, and it is that season. Can you believe it, folks? It's Thanksgiving week already, and when it's Thanksgiving, wow. it's basically time to start shopping for Christmas. So you can get two bags of coffee, a bag of hot cocoa, and a tumbler for only 60 bucks plus shipping. You go to DelunaCoffee.com for this deal, DelunaCoffee.com for the Deluna Coffee holiday bundle box. Deluna Coffee is available in Publix throughout the state of Florida, west of I-4, all the way through the western border of our state of Florida with Alabama. You go to Publix in the Florida Locals section. That is the Florida Locals section, not the coffee aisle. You will find DeLuna Coffee products. This is what it looks like in your local Publix if you are in that part of the state of Florida. These are individuals that are awesome at DeLuna Coffee. Ed Lemmix, Brett Lemmix, fantastic people. Uh, they are very connected in the Pensacola community in terms of giving back to their community uh, with law enforcement organizations and other organizations supporting children. Uh, they support Florida State Athletics. They support us here at Warchant.com. Uh, we will hear a little bit more from them in just a moment. Uh, but uh, DeLuna Coffee is an outstanding sponsor, and we thank them for their continued sponsorship of the postgame show this season. Uh, we now go to a caller who was inside the building tonight, and it was uh, – Remarkable for all the wrong reasons in the first quarter tonight. And uh, we now go to the official DMD of War Chant TV. That is Z Chan. Z Chan from Thomasville. Go ahead, Z Chan. Welcome. Hey, Gene and Tom. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, there's no words to express how the, the heartache that everybody feels for Jordan Travis. Man, it, he's such a um, an amazing individual. Just a solid um, person uh, beyond him being an amazing football player. Uh, I, I'm devastated for him that that's, that's how his career ends at Florida State. But um, I tell you what, I, I was, you know, in the, in the moments after it happened, the, that first series after it happened, it, there was just a complete shock in the stadium. But nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew what to think. It was just, everybody was just quiet. And then, as time went on, it was apparent that everybody was rallying behind this team. And, and you know, I've, I've been at Dope many times on blowout wins when the stadium clears out about halfway through the third quarter. But uh, it was 70% full late into the game. And uh, I was just very – I was really glad to see the fans stick it out um, for Tate, stick it out for the team and just encourage them in that moment. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how y'all feel. I was very encouraged by Tate tonight. I thought he made overall good decisions. I thought his receivers didn't help him out at all because he dropped the passes. I mean, he went 13 for 23. Uh, easily should have been uh, 17 or 18 for 23. Um, and uh, I, I was – I think it was, it was apparent the difference between he and Jordan is his pocket – Awareness isn't quite the same because uh, where he got sacked a couple of times, that's where Jordan would have most of the time eluded him. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just uh, I'm so thankful that we're a part of a uh, we support a team that whose fan base is 
speakers tonight that they really needed. And um, I cannot wait to see what we do next week. And, and win or lose, I know they're going to play their absolute hearts out for for Jordan Travis. Um, so that's all I got. Um, I, I will give my crown real quick, and then I want to hear who y'all's got. I'm actually going to give two tonight. One obviously has to go to Tate Rodemaker. Uh, the second one, I'm actually going to give it to Patrick Payton. Um, I was I was really impressed with him on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, between his tip passes and his uh, and his pressures, and uh, I, I don't know if y'all saw it on TV, but he actually was one of the more visibly shaken up players after after Travis got hurt. He was on the sideline. Um, he and couple other players almost got into it on the sideline and then he sat down and I could see from my seat I could see him crying and I think it was one shot on Gumbotron you could see his eyes and they were just beat red from him crying and the passion that he played with after that happened was was uh was really impressive and I, I was those are my two crowns I'll leave it with y'all 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 tell me who y'all got um go Knowles let's beat the lizards next week let's beat the living daylights out of them <laughs> right way to be Z Chan, do not leave yet. I just got one more question for you, but I appreciate the insight about Patrick Payton. Yeah. He, he is an extremely passionate player. Yeah. And um, that does not surprise me that, uh, you know, the emotion poured out of him in that moment. Trey Benson was the one that was shown on television more than anybody else being shaken in the moment. After it all happened, Z Chan, I just, I just want to know, it, it's never going to feel the same after something like that happens. But at what point did it feel like in the building you were watching a football game again, and and you weren't thinking about you know the Jordan situation as much? It, you know, it won't always it won't return all the way to normal. But I'm just wondering how long it took for Doak to feel a little bit more like it was a football game you were there to watch. Still there, Zach? Tom, Tom, it was probably it was probably close to halftime, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. not after half. I mean. It, that whole second quarter, even though I mean we were scoring and we pulled ahead, man, we, it was just a it was the it was just a heavy heavy air in that stadium. Um, after halftime, when we you know we we that's when we blew a couple big big plays open and really got some excitement going, and I think that that changed the dynamic a lot. But um, it, it was still it was just it was a very weird. The whole it was just very weird until that point until it's probably halftime. Um, you know they had the the <laughs> they had the 2013 team on the field um, at halftime waiting for the band to get done, and so they were down there at the end of the half when they uh, when they scored that touchdown right at the end of the half, and uh, watching them run out and celebrate with the players that was probably about the moment. I think yeah. that was the moment yeah. when things really turned around and, and it felt more like a football game again. Because um, before that, man, it was just it was heavy. There was everybody around us. There was not a whole lot of cheering. I mean, we were cheering some, but man, it was just everybody felt you could feel the weight of the situation until that moment. And so they scored, and we were able to get out and celebrate with that with the 2013 team. I think that was probably the pivotal moment in the in the tenor of the game. Um, and then after that, it, it was joyous again. Yeah. We appreciate it, Z-Chan. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you so much, Z-Chan. That, that was kind of it for me too, Tom. I think that's when I started at least focus a little bit more on the game in the 2013 because it was it was a cool moment yeah, uh, to see those guys down the field and celebrating the touchdown. 
but still, I'm I'm still a little bit of a haze and a fog, trying to wrap my mind around what happened. And yeah. this is we're not going to see Jordan Travis in an FSU uniform on the field again. I mean, it's just it, it's it's surreal to me. It is. It's getting. We're, we are uh, still efforting an interview from over there at the stadium from uh, our managing editor Irish Chaffel or lead writer Corey Clark. Uh, if we can get them before the night's out, we will. Uh, we will join them and and hear the tenor of the press conference, which I'm sure had to be difficult yeah. as well. Any insights Florida State was willing to share and from news nuggets in terms of where Jordan is and um, yeah. initial prognosis. If we can share those bits of information with you, we will. Uh, we are going to step aside very briefly um, and uh, have a couple of words from our, our sponsor, Deluna Coffee. But we do have to get crowns. Each in wants our crowns. We'll do that on the flip side, tease it a little bit. So we got to. There you go. Gene yeah. went to broadcasting school in addition yeah. to law school. This is, this is why he's the man. We'll be right back in just a moment on the War Chant Game Day post game call show brewed up by Deluna Coffee. A longtime supporter of Warchant.com programming and Florida State Athletics, DeLuna Coffee proudly presents you the Warchant Game Day postgame call-in show. FSU alumni owned and operated, DeLuna Coffee's Ed and Brett Lemmicks have a combined 30 years of experience in the coffee industry. DeLuna Coffee's claim to fame is their Blue Angels blend, known as the first ever food or beverage item to be licensed by a military branch. A percentage of proceeds from the Blue Angels blend, Midnight Shift, and High Noon Lawman's blend go to the U.S. Navy, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation program, the Rally Foundation of Pensacola, and the Escambia County Sheriff's Foundation, respectively. For a limited time only, DeLuna Coffee's Voodoo Dark Espresso Blend is buy one, get one free. Head over to DeLunaCoffee.com to check out that deal, as well as the Warchant Pick Your Poison Bundle. From west of I-4 all the way through the Florida Panhandle, look for DeLuna Coffee in your local Publix in the Florida Locals section. You can also always head to DeLunaCoffee.com today. There's fun to be had every night at the Corner Pocket. Kick home prizes on Trivia Tuesdays and Beer Bingo Thursdays. And kickstart your weekend with Martini Fridays. Plus, happy hour runs every weekday and game day specials every time the Knolls take the field. Watch all the best games at the Corner Pocket's Vegas Wall featuring 560 inches of flat screen TV heaven. Oh, really? The best food, the best drinks, and the best place to watch all the games. Tallahassee loves the Corner Pocket. Welcome back to the War Chant Game Day postgame call-in show. Kyle contributing to the program. Thank you, Jordan. He says we agree. So say we all, Jordan. Thank mm-hmm. you. We were hoping to salute him in a different way on a wonderful career on a senior night, and it was normal for a little while until it wasn't. And now we're playing 4-13 uh, the rest of the way. It's just a, it's a weird night for Noel Nation. Uh, Florida State is 11-0, and Gene, but uh, it's just a little bit different. Now, on, on the positive side, we were going to get to um, oh, a social post from Jordan Travis. Take a look at this. Thank you very much, Director Ben. This is Jordan Travis watching. The oh, end wow. Of the game. Cool that? He is watching the end of the game from his hospital bed as Florida State scores on a blocked kick as time. Expires. Oh, that's so cool. And he's saying, hell yeah, to Brock Glenn. Congratulations to Brock Glenn on his rushing touchdown. If that doesn't wow. fire you up, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what yeah, What a great like. teammate. That is just so cool. Jordan Travis rooting on Florida State from his hospital bed. That's the content that we're all here for, and this is why they love him. This yeah. is why. Look at that, Gene. That's just amazing. Unbelievable. Well, that's, that's you know, his thought is not, you know, woe is me. It's like I'm going to watch my team and support my team and, 
And, uh, you know, that's awesome. I, can't, I cannot wait to see him on the sidelines cheering this team on down in Gainesville. I mean, it's, it's, that's going to mean a lot to those guys that he's there yep. on there cheering them on. Um, so that's really cool. Damn, That's man, awesome. Jordan, you outdid yourself. He could have thrown Gene. He could have gone 27 to 27 for 450 and six touchdowns. That's, I mean, that pales in comparison to we just learned more about who he is as a teammate. We just learned yeah, more. Yeah. Win awesome. it for him. This is it. Next week, the week after, let's get to 13 wins and 13 games for number 13. Yep. That is phenomenal. Wow. Yep. Cool, man. I mean, it, our best wishes to Jordan out there. We, we can't say that enough. A, a couple extra people that we do need to thank here tonight. Uh, quite a few actually. Uh, let's see who is next. Tony, Tony, we praise Mike for turning the program around. The only thing we have not been tested at yet is quarterback depth. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he has prepared the backups for this moment. I could tell you, Tony, in terms of reps during week, the week of practice, they get a ton. So yeah. these will be different. Starters reps are different. There's a different feeling in the air and there will be this week for practice. We'll have you doc. We'll have it documented for you all week long at warchant.com here on Warchant TV. But the benefit of the doubt, um, if I can say that, I'll try it again. The benefit of the doubt. There we go. Um, you got to give it to Mike Norvell. He's earned it at this point. Wouldn't you agree, Gene? Oh, 100%. I mean, regardless of what happens in the next two, three, four games, whatever it is, I mean, to put Florida State in this position um, is unbelievable. I think Florida State, again, is, I think they're in a rarefied era. They have a quality, competent, experienced backup. I mean, that's just most teams. Got, I mean, heck, the New York Giants have Danny DeVito freaking a quarterback. I'm sorry, Tommy DeVito, but whatever. It, one of the good fellas, he's out there right now. I mean, it's just even the NFL, a lot of these teams don't have competent backups. I think Mike Nardle's done a great job of getting some competent guys back there. You know, and we, you know, the guys he's recruited that are coming in too. So, I mean, they're in a good position. I, I'm looking for, you know, I'm, I'm obviously would love to have seen Jordan finish this thing out, but it's it's a good opportunity for Tate. And uh, he, he knows the system as good as anybody, and he's got a lot of talent around him. Let's see what he can do. Matt, we thank you for your contribution. I'm behind Tate, but it was so hard to watch after Jordan. Yeah. I followed Jordan since 2019. I had to go get a beer. Love Tate, but it's so sad, even if we win the Natty. Also ran into Eric Hayes tonight. There you go. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. There you go. Thank you very much for the contribution. And, um, yeah, it's just this has been a career that was trending towards Gene, you know, the, the dream ending for Jordan. And uh, that it didn't happen that way. Uh, he's undefeated in his final season as a starting quarterback at Florida State. That is assured at this point. Um, but now I, I just keep coming back to it. I'm, I am like taken aback on a night that's very emotional. <laughs> that post on social, that is. Yeah. Who said run uh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. That's, that's yeah. Jordan. That's yeah. who he is. That's why he's so loved. That's why this, it only sucks because he's a great quarterback and he was, you know, potentially leading Florida State to a national championship. And that's, that's, you know, not maybe we'll see if that's the case anymore, but just the fact of what the kind of teammate and what kind of person he is, that's what makes this so devastating. You want it for him. You want him to be able to finish this thing out on his terms. And unfortunately the nature of this game, that's not going to happen. Sky Ninja wants to know who's accountable for how this game played out. Oh, please, please tell me uh, North Alabama has a great defense. Well, first of all, they don't, I can feel your salt and I understand it. Uh, this is not, this is not a night of positive. emotion. no, you know, if you want to talk about accountability, it's the staff for not having the players ready to go on a game like today. Yeah. And there's, you know, you could say like 100 Proof did you know, jokingly. He was ribbing us. You know, you're not breaking down the, the game. Well, no, we scored 58 straight to end it. There's a reason. There's a reason there's no betting line in Vegas. 
But if you want to talk about a sluggish start or falling for eight trick plays when maybe four would have done, um, you know, then, then you could talk about maybe the staff didn't have them ready. But the game was what it was by the end of it. With a backup quarterback, Florida State scored the final 58. I mean, you know. You, you Again, got- it's a you know it's 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 a micro of a sandwich game where you know you just beat Miami, who's a huge rival, and it was an emotional game, and you're able to get that done. And you got to go down to Gainesville next week, and you know you came out. You're playing a glorified high school team. You came out incredibly flat, and they were going to pull out every trick out of the book, and it worked. I mean, sometimes those teams can do that. It worked for a quarter. And unfortunately, all that went perfectly for them, and it puts you in a weird situation where you decide to run your quarterback, and and the nightmare came true. Um, it did. It did. There's no. It, 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 I'm, I'm. I know the blame game. I know you want to blame them. And yes, you can. As Tom said, the staff didn't have them as prepared as they probably should have been for this game. But it's human nature. It happens, and you see. You know, Ohio State struggled against Maryland today, or I'm sorry, Michigan struggled against Maryland. I mean, these it happens every week in college football. You can't be on your game for every single quarter of every single game. It's just it's an unfortunate circumstance, and it sucks. It's uh, two safeties and a defensive touchdown and a seven point win for Mar- uh, for Michigan. I think. Yeah, I, that I mean, Maryland. Come on. Yeah. Mike Corey once say, "Watch out for Maryland." Wasn't that uh, famously, famously Corey? Yes. Yeah. I think that, that was eventually put on a T-shirt. Maryland's going to be a problem. Hey, guys, Tom, always great to hear your analysis. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thoughts on Tate being able to get us these last two wins? He can. Then maybe even the playoffs. He can do that much. Then it's up to style points in the committee, and we've discussed that a little bit tonight, Mike. We appreciate the contribution. Yeah, I think, I and I think they'll be favored in both. I think they'll be favored against Florida, yep. and I think they'll be favored against uh, Louisville in the ACC championship game. So absolutely, he can get that done. And this team, you know, still, you know, they still they still have Keon Coleman. So Johnny Wilson, you still have a couple elite tight ends. You still have a really good defense. I mean, you got a lot of things in place for this to be a really good team. Now, I hope we, Tom, we were able to have the discussion of how this team can fare in the playoffs against the Michigans, the Georgias. Let's mm-hmm. hopefully get to that point. Um, that's a totally different discussion. And I don't know. I mean, if this team does get through the next couple and maybe – Georgia does beat Alabama and they get the number four seed. You know, we'll see. I'm not so, I'm not going to be this confident uh, going into those games as I would with Jordan Travis. But for the next two games, it's in front of them. They control their destiny and they should be the team to win the next two games. Give me Michigan, please. I'd like to play Michigan. I think we'd do okay against them. But other than that, yeah, it gets me when you play Georgia with Tate. That's a a nice proposition. Angela brings positivity to the party always. We will win in the swamp and I will be there. Safe travels yeah, after Thanksgiving, Angela, yeah, yeah. to the swamp. Get out of there alive without those yokels uh, heckling you too much. And t- get a win for us, will you please? We'll be here on Warchant TV after that is over. Jonathan, we just handed the committee a reason to move us out of the top four. They don't respect Jordan when we have him. And now that he's gone, they will penalize us. I think, Gene, would you agree? We were going to be number five either way with Washington winning this weekend. you agree with that? I think so. I think uh, the vibes you got, the, uh, Washington was closing the gap, and then they won a tough game on the road. You can say, I don't know how much the committee actually watched this game. They look at the final score against North Alabama. It's about what everybody expected. Um, but the fact that you've lost your best player, and we documented earlier, they do weigh those things. They've been open about it. So, yeah, I think any slight hesitation, I guarantee when asked about that, the committee, I'm, I'm going to assume FSU is going to be five. 
And I, I guarantee you when they're asked about why did Florida State drop number five, the first thing out of their mouth is going to be talking about Jordan Travis. They're yep. going to bring that up. There's precedent for it. And I, it's understandable. So, and I think Washington, and I wouldn't have, even if Jordan was still there, I wouldn't have a problem with Washington jumping Florida State. What I would have a problem with, if it keeps going down the road and then a uh, one loss Alabama team or mm-hmm. Georgia team jumps Florida State. That's when we have a problem. And we still may have a problem with that, but we'll wait and see. Hopefully we get to that point where we're having that debate um, and Florida State wins yep. its next two games. But Florida State's got to win the next two games for that to even become a discussion. And we'll have documentation for you on Tuesday night on Warchant TV yep. when the selection committee does. It's back to 7 o'clock this week, so we will see what the, uh, what the verdict is. Yeah, not waiting for uh, 84 whistles in the final two minutes of a hoops game. Ian McGregor, JT has run the ball a lot of times over his career. That's part of his job. There's no one to blame. It's just a tragic situation. Ian saying, absolutely, uh, accountability. This is uh, Ian's take. Yeah, a lot of strong feelings out there, and uh, and a night like tonight, I don't blame anybody for feeling any one of them. Last four callers, man, Gene, the the lines have been lit up tonight. So these are the last callers. You're already in here. We're going to you. If you're waiting right now, we will get to you. And we start now with Jarrett in Pensacola. Although he was at the game tonight, so he's leaving the game. Oh. Jarrett, go ahead. Welcome to the program, and thank you for your patience, good sir. No problem, Thomas Gene. Long time, first time. First things first, I just got to say prayers up for Jordan Travis. Next thing in order, I think Tay Rodemaker is going to do great against Florida next week. I believe that the rooster maker is going to send the Gators into a free fall and just make them cry. And my question for y'all, Tom, what are you going to be doing in Houston when we hoist that trophy? Or, sorry, drinking in Houston. Thank y'all for taking my call. Oh, man. He's asking for a beverage. All right. Well, I, li- I like the second rooster reference we've had today. So, the, uh, the rooster was the gator killer back that yeah. year. The rooster maker. I like that. Um, Gene, what do you think? Should I, if we get to Houston and, and Tate does this thing and first oh, wins it all on the back of Tate Rodemaker, the quarterback. How high class are we going with what I'm drinking in the program? I think I think we need to go. I don't know, but we first of all we need to get Eric Angel to up the ante on the spectacular. We need to do something even beyond that if that were to happen. But yeah, we need to break out some crazy ass old expensive scotch or something. Yep. We need to. We all need to do. You know, in unison, the entire staff will open champagne bottles and pour them in our face. How about that? Yep. Yep. We'll do to to ode to Corey Clark. Yeah, we got to have at least one bottle of Dom or uh, or Cristal. Yeah, so, I think. I think maybe mm-hmm. that's that's the direction we. So go. So we'll have that. We'll have those on ice yep. for the War Champ post game show, ready to go. And I may have to. Yeah, we'll have. Mm. We'll do. We'll do something crazy for it. We but, but let man. I hope we're, we're having those discussions. We get to that point. I just don't know. I I can't fathom how it would taste to have a little bit of Dom or Cristal celebrating a Florida State national championship. After tonight, what a ride that would be over the next six weeks. And let's go on it together, everybody. Let's go on it together. Let's see what happens. It is Florida week, after all. We now go to Nichols in Georgia. Nichols, welcome to the program. Hey, how y'all doing? It's it's Nicholas. I thought so, man. I I thought so. So, Nicholas, go ahead. There we go. Cool. Yeah, sorry. How y'all doing tonight? I'm doing well, well, Nicholas. Thanks. I appreciate it. Obviously, everybody's heartbroken about Travis. Prayers up to him. Uh, but to me, from the get-go, it didn't feel right because we don't see W Network. And I know a lot of Seminole Nation 
probably didn't even have CW Network. So to me, that, that's just a bad taste in the mouth altogether. At least we can be on ESPN Plus or ESPN3, you know, whatever. But, uh, but hey, Tate stepped up. Uh, big. Uh, some of those receivers might need to wear two gloves since he throws the ball so hard. <laughs> to better catch the ball. But all that is is chemistry. Once they can uh, fill out his throws, throwing power, and et cetera, then they'll be able to do that with chemistry on the field. And so I think we're going to be fine. He knows the playbook, so it's not like we have a rookie back up in there. He's been there for forever, it seems like. So he knows the playbook very well. And so he's a, he's a gunslinger, you know, can just sling the ball 100 miles an hour. And I don't think he, that needs to change for, with finesse because if he tries to finesse the ball, then, you know, that could cause for interceptions. But I think he's confident enough now. He's grown up a little bit. And, hey, I, I think he's ready. You know, obviously, J-Trav J. is the better athlete. But, hey, I'm going to be a positive now. Uh, Rodemaker, I mean, he might be a, a better thrower, you know, uh, but hey, as far as an athlete, nobody's better than J. Trav. I'm not taking that away from him. Everybody loves him. Seminole Nation loves him. But uh, on the positive side, like let's roll with Rodemaker, and let's make things happen. And and hey, we get Jackson back on defense, and defense gonna stay strong. Defense wins championships. Hey, let's roll with it. Y'all have a blessed night. And uh, before you close your eyes, let's all say a prayer for uh, J. Trav. Amen go thank you nicholas thank you man we appreciate that call yeah positivity for tate we're gonna need a whole lot of that energy over the next week gene gonna need a lot of it and you know it's kind of like uh, it may come out i'm sure more this week we'll talk about this it's kind of forgotten like the guy sticking with the program i mean tate rodemaker could have gone to a lot of programs transferred in and been a starter mm -hmm. and that's such a rarity these days that he hung with this program hung with his teammates stuck around it says a lot for his character, a lot for his upbringing that he did that. And now it's it's paying. Sometimes waiting pays benefits. And now he's in a golden opportunity to prove what he can do. And he's got a talented team around him. So I'm happy for that. And I'm glad Nicholas brought up. And I had it on my list of things to talk about. But in the grand scheme of things, the CW broadcast uh, wasn't on a high priority. But he brought it out. First of all, the ump cam has to go. <laughs> that was yeah. awful. I mean, it's just like I, I had to look away. I was getting vertigo looking at that. I mean, that ridiculous thing. I mean, it, it served no purpose. Like, let's put a camera on an umpire's cap and just see. It's just like some crazy experiment. What are you doing? And and not a, of course they had to put Gator James Bates on it. Was me or was he reveling when Florida State was falling behind early? It seemed like he was getting a little too giddy for my liking. And <laughs> that I'm not a fan of having a freaking Gator doing an FSU game. I, and maybe it was just me doing that because I was pissed off at how poorly they were playing and how everything was going. It seemed like he, I could hear him giggling and I don't know, maybe I was just hearing that, but I don't know. Maybe some other people can help me with that. I, I did not like James Bates doing our game. Well, he found a way to work 96 in the rematch. Of the yeah, of course he did. So, yeah. I mean, we, I would expect nothing less if we had a guy in that broadcast and it was a different situation. I'd be like, <laughs> you get him, whoever it is. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. I heard the tenor as well. Um, but he was the he ump, was good. Ump camp's got to go, man. Yeah, and well, and so is the double uh, the, the feet of the echo during the broadcast half the time. Oh, that too. was the worst audio. I saw I saw the beginning. I went for the first quarter to corner pocket, and I'm like, Bill, the owner of corner pocket, what is wrong with your audio? And he goes, That's the CW feed. It's yep. that bad. Mm -hmm. 
That's it. Z-Chan says he's going to get us a bottle of Pappy for everybody. All right, Z-Chan. All right, all right. I'll see that, and I'll raise you a glass with some Pappy. Yeah, yeah thank you, Z-Chan. Appreciate that again. So generous, as always. We now, our final two callers, begin with Kyle in Fort Walton Beach. Kyle, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Yeah, well, tough thanks. night, but uh, an undefeated night. Still the same, Kyle. Go ahead. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Hey, 11 and 0. But man, shout out to uh, Jordan Travis. You know, uh, I remember his first few years here. I mean, getting booed off the field and now being a Heisman candidate. Or, well, I guess he used to be a Heisman candidate. But man, I just have so much respect for that man. I mean, he stuck with this program through the tough times and brought us back up to the top. I cannot give enough to Jordan Travis. And, uh, I hope we beat the damn Gators in the swamp. I'll be there for it. Uh, hopefully, maybe get to meet some of the War Champ crew. I'm not sure where y'all are going to be during that game. But, yeah, go Noles, beat the damn Gators. <laughs> there it is. That's the right way to be. Beat Thank the you. damn Gators. That's all you need to say, Kyle. Well said. I don't, I don't know. We will have I – I think we can probably throw that out there, Tom, if, you want, if we have the graph or Ben does for what the event's going on in Charlotte. Now, we don't have all the details for what war participation. We will definitely be at the Friday night event there at the Resident Culture. Uh, we partnered up with the Charlotte Seminole Club for that. So uh, we will be there. Any of you that are going to be in Charlotte, we'll see whether we can try to. It's always problematic for us to try to get to tailgates uh, the day of the game. We'll try that one. But definitely the Friday night before. Mm-hmm. We're going to try if we can. We're still trying to vet everything. If we can do a live broadcast from there, we'll see. But at the very least, we'll have a meet and greet with a large majority of our staff. I know Ira, Aslan, Corey, uh, the people you really want to see will be there. Um, so, yeah, definitely put that. If you're going to be in Charlotte for the championship game, please stop by the Resident Culture South End on Friday night. Yeah, that's it. Resident Culture. It is the welcome party. You'll be watching the Pac-12 championship game that night, too. Which mm, be- yeah, a lot a lot will be hopefully on the line on that, too. Yep. If we're 12-0, that game is very, very yes. important for us to watch. So we will watch with bated breath. We will see. Um, but uh, looking forward to that. And then uh, next week, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's like kind of a standard roadie for us where we lock it in. We lock it in for the first yeah. the on. Even when they're a five-win team that just choked it away against Mizzou. I mean, they're playing for a bowl. That's what they're playing for. And some might call the Swamp a bowl of some kind, and they might be right about that. But uh, Florida's playing for bowl eligibility. Our final caller of the night is in Miami. We talked to him last week. We talked to him again tonight. It is Michael in Miami. I believe, Michael, were you the one who was uh, driving home with your friends for eight hours of joy last week? No, no. I live live in Miami. I live in Miami. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I am. Listen, man, this is a story whose ending has yet to be written. I look at this and, you know, when we, when Miami, at the end of the Miami game, when Tyler Van Dyke came in, right, what were we thinking? Like in in our subconscious, we were thinking, oh man, here comes Tyler Van Dyke's big swan song. He's going to come in and lead the Canes and, you know, his big, you know, comeback. This is it. And you know what? It would be, you would think it would be heroic if this happened to Jordan in the playoffs against a Georgia or an Ohio State. But he sacrificed himself tonight. He sacrificed himself for the good of the team because he wanted to lead that team and he wanted to show the team that no matter who you are playing, whether it's SCS Northern Alabama 
or the Ohio States or Georgia's of the world, you go out 100%. We needed a spark. He's like, I'm going to show you how it's done. I want everybody to get on. He was, you know, and he went out there and he ran his ass off. And yeah, what happened, happened. But he sacrificed himself for the good of the team. And I hope these guys all see that before every play they play against the Gators next week and against Louisville the next week. Because I think I know we're going to beat the Gators and I know we're going to beat Louisville. Now, when we get to the playoffs, I don't know because these guys got big defensive lines in there, much better uh, competition in terms of that. And I'm a little worried about that. But I just it's almost like a I don't want to get biblical because I'm not like really a Christian. It's like a Christ like thing. You sacrifice yourself so that everybody could understand what it takes to win what it takes to win at that level. And that's what Jordan did tonight. He ended up sacrificing himself just to show everybody how tough you have to be against everybody in every play. Just like Mike Norvell said, if we don't play our best tonight, we're not doing a good service to the game. You know, we're not respecting the game. It doesn't matter who you are playing. And I hope that we don't let this injury happen in vain. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want it to happen for nothing. I want it to, I want it to lead to everything. I want, I want the story to be written. I want the epic to, to end with us holding that trophy. And I, I believe we can still do it, you know? And I think you see those guys, it's just like when, when, when the uh, ran in the end zone and the 2013 team mobbed him. And you just saw that the family atmosphere, man, and the crowd got louder and louder against an FCS team. We were sold out and they got more, it just got more raucous towards the end of that game. And then the, the way it ended, come on, man, it can't end like this. It can't end like this and it won't end like this. I, I thank you guys for taking my talk, uh, call, man. But just remember JT. Yeah. You're in our thoughts, man, but I will not, forget what he gave so let's not take what he gave us in vain and let's just respect it and and play harder and just and just do it let's just let's let's make this the most epic ending of a season this is just the part of the the movie that that, that the adversity hits you know and then there it always comes out in the end this is that movie has to be written and it has to be written about this season that's all I'm going to say. I love you guys. Have a great night. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate it. Oh, Michael what a great call. Michael wants to write that screenplay. He's itching to write oh. that screenplay. <clears throat> Michael's got me psyched up, man. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, they need uh, – this is it. They need to rally around Travis, and I think that is the hope that this team can do, still do some great things, is they're going to take this as inspiration, what he you know, what he has given to this team. It's time to give back and, and ride that to the next uh, several weeks. Yeah, I don't know, Tom. What do you think? I mean, is it going to be? I know he's going to be in that locker room. He's going to be on that sideline. They know what he represents. They know what he gave for this team. Uh, it's got to be inspirational for him. It will be moving forward. I mean, yeah, it started tonight. Jordan, the Jordan, the leader, the cheerleader in a way, uh, started tonight, and uh, you know he'll be a big part of practice this week too. Preparation, dude is selfless. When it comes down to it, you know he is. It, my favorite moment this season, Gene, now that it, it's weird to say, but it's over for Jordan, is the second quarter on the road at Clemson. Offense is new, doing nothing, and, and they're not able to run the ball. They ended up running for 22 yards that entire day, and most of it came on the first drive of the game. And Jordan puts it all on his back, just like he did last year against mm-hmm. Florida here. His final game against the Gators was last year. Damn, that hurts. 
but what a way to finish your career against Florida last season when guys are dropping passes left and right. And, you know, there's three and four pass rushers that it's just they're going through the turnstile in a subway system. And it's it's you making them miss or it doesn't happen. It's you making a play or it doesn't happen. And it did for Jordan. And, um, I, you know, now it's it's a different chapter. It'll be interesting. You know, he'll have them fired up. It's just that uh, you got to call the game a little differently for Tate. So we'll see how Tate does. It's going to be it's going to be a long week of waiting until mm. that seven o'clock kick uh, next Saturday night. A couple uh, more contributions late to the program. The last honking lives in Columbus and he's pissed at Ohio State fans saying they should be in the playoffs as a one loss team oh, instead of an undefeated. They're already FA. assuming they're already conceding losing to the rival Michigan. I guess so. What is what kind of fans are those? It's uh, strange fans. Strange indeed. These are weird times. So it's probably the wee hours of the morning, so they're saying weird stuff. Yuck mouth, always at the end. Thank you very much, Yuck mouth. Appreciate the show. Y'all help me cope. Jordan Travis forever, top three, no quarterback all time. We still control destiny, our own destiny. The team has heart and will finish strong. Go Knowles. In terms of importance, Gene, I don't know about quarterback aptitude that Jordan's top three. You can argue it, but in terms of importance to the program, that's hard to argue against. Yeah. What Jordan symbolizes in terms of what he started with and what he finished with the other guys who won the Heisman Trophy were a part of 14 straight. The first two were 14 straight years of being a top four team, Gene. And then, you know, Jameis had a 12-win Florida State team the year prior. Um, or might have been 11 at the end of it. But at any rate, it was and a well And he had NFL players all around him, too. That's the thing. Yeah, for those three quarterbacks, it was a, a well-oiled, well-stocked from the recruiting ranks machine. Jordan did not arrive here with that. And, and he's, he's made yeah. it so much better than he found it. It's his own, like his his story is unique. Yeah. And you have the pantheon of all the Florida State quarterbacks, and there's been some great ones. Nobody's had the journey he's had, and I think that's what makes it so remarkable and what makes it so painful uh, that it ended the way it did uh, tonight. But, yeah, it's um, – and, he, and he's so important. We, it, today was a microcosm. What happened in that injury is what he does. He does right – when this team needs his spark, he knows exactly what to do to get him there. And they've won so many games when it looked like – Things were trending in the wrong direction, and he flips that switch, and it's a totally different animal. And that's exactly it's what he's done his whole career at Florida State, and he did it tonight. And unfortunately, yep. you know, he got hurt on the play, and we we don't need to go through that again. But it's, but yeah, it's a unique story. He's definitely, you know, we'll have the debates later about whether he's on the Mount Rushmore or where he fits in the the legends of Florida State. But you know, the the thing is, this program is on such healthy ground right now. You know, you're having a top five recruiting class going in. You're you're poised to maybe make the playoffs, win an ACC championship. All these great things are happening to the program. And this is a program we we worried about its future a couple of years ago. Where would this program be? Was it is it going to die on the vine? And now it's flourishing. And Jordan's a big part of that. And we may look back a few years from now, the Florida State, whether it's in the SEC or the Big Ten or wherever they end up, hopefully, and Florida State's flourishing. We may look back and go. Jordan's a big reason why Florida State's where it is. This is why we appreciate every victory, or you should. Yeah. Uh, you just you never know what you're going to get on a given night, and, and in that sense, tonight is just it's rotten that way. You know, we were thinking a lot of backups in the game. We'll join you in the fourth quarter. This is going to be a simple hour post game show on to Florida. This has been two hours of vetting something very very serious here, and something very sad uh, for Florida State. And uh, again, from the hospital bed, clearly he's already there rooting on his teammates. We wish you very, very well, Jordan Travis. We're going to take one more quick break and then set up what's coming up on the channel, what's coming up on the website in the next 24 to 48 hours. 
This is the final break on the War Chant Game Day post-game call-in show brewed up by our friends at DeLuna Coffee. A longtime supporter of Warchant.com programming and Florida State Athletics, DeLuna Coffee proudly presents you the Warchant Game Day postgame call-in show. FSU alumni owned and operated, DeLuna Coffee's Ed and Brett Lemmix have a combined 30 years of experience in the coffee industry. DeLuna Coffee's claim to fame is their Blue Angels blend, known as the first ever food or beverage item to be licensed by a military branch. A percentage of proceeds from the Blue Angels blend, Midnight Shift, and High Noon Lawman's blend go to the U.S. Navy, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation program, the Rally Foundation of Pensacola, and the Escambia County Sheriff's Foundation, respectively. For a limited time only, DeLuna Coffee's Voodoo Dark Espresso Blend is buy one, get one free. Head over to DeLunaCoffee.com to check out that deal, as well as the Warchant Pick Your Poison Bundle. From west of I-4 all the way through the Florida Panhandle, look for DeLuna Coffee in your local Publix in the Florida Locals section. You can also always head to DeLunaCoffee.com today. There's fun to be had every night at the Corner Pocket. Kick home prizes on Trivia Tuesdays and Beer Bingo Thursdays. And kickstart your weekend with Martini Fridays. Plus, happy hour runs every weekday and game day specials every time the Knolls take the field. Watch all the best games at the Corner Pocket's Vegas Wall, featuring 560 inches of flat screen TV heaven. Oh, really? The best food, the best drinks, and the best place to watch all the games. Tallahassee loves the Corner Pocket. And so it is on a Sunday morning now, just about 20 after the hour here on Sunday, November the 19th of Thanksgiving week. Uh, we wish you all out there a happy and safe Thanksgiving. If you're traveling around the country to go see loved ones and break bread with your family and friends, be safe out there. Uh, be safe on the roadways, and hopefully you don't deal with too many delays in uh, the airports around this country. Mm-hmm. We wish you at Warchant.com and Warchant TV the happiest of Thanksgivings. And we will see you on the other side for this program Late at night next Saturday for Florida State at Florida. Cannot wait for that. But Florida State will be doing so. Gina will be documenting on Warchant.com and Warchant TV the journey for Florida State now without Jordan Travis in 2023. It'll be fun. Yeah, uh, first interesting, first. interesting question. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, just have great times. Enjoy these times with friends and family, uh, especially during football season. There's nothing better sitting around and having football on. And put a few adult beverage back and then uh, just gorging yourself with delicious food. It's 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 good times. Uh, and we did. It, it, I forgot Z Chan. We didn't do our crowns. So before we we sign off. Yes, there we go. The crowns. So he had brought up Peyton and I, I saw the official stats. He said he had two breakups. Did he have three, Tom? I think it might have been three. Yeah, I thought he had three, but I think we would be remiss of not bringing it up. We had brought him up because, unfortunately, we got sidetracked with, uh, unfortunately, all the stuff with Jordan. But uh, Jerry and Jones, mm-hmm. uh, the, the incredible day he had today. He had a, a sack. Obviously, he forced a, he had three tackles for loss. He had the sack, forced a fumble, and had an incredible interception too. That was a lot of fun too. So, really good outing for Jerry in today. So, I he if I'm giving crowns, he definitely gets one of my crowns tonight. Well, you took mine. So, what I will do? There's a lot of options tonight. There are. I'll go with Kaziah Holmes, who ran hard, yeah. uh, caught a touchdown, ran for a touchdown. That dude is going to be fun to watch over the next uh, little while here at Florida State because mm-hmm. everybody, Gene, loves a guy who gets downhill and runs physically, and Kaziah loves to do that. And uh, in a night on a night when you need a little bit of passion, somebody to bring your the fans to their feet with some physicality to get past the the sadness of the Jordan Travis loss, 
Keziah Holmes did that a couple times. So uh, I'll give him credit for energizing the stadium. So that's my crown of the evening. Coming up tomorrow on the channel, uh, we'll have more fallout. Unfortunately, we have to report and speculate and discuss uh, Jordan Travis injury and the implications. So there'll be more coverage here on Warchan TV for that. Uh, if you want to hear from the head coach, Mike Norvell, you can do so right now. I'm going to get in the habit of doing this before we sign off, uh, but I will do it before we, we leave tonight. But uh, linking the uh, Mike Norvell press conference in the chat. So it's easier for everybody there. So you can just click on the link once we're done and uh, go find Mike Norvell's postgame press conference. Uh, this is one that I'm sure is uh, a somber press conference. Uh, that The relationship between Mike Norvell and Jordan Travis has been the one that has put Florida State uh, in a position to be where they are, which is fighting for the college football playoff. And uh, that link is now in the chat. So you can find that on the channel. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Sunday Smash. It'll be Irish Rafael and myself. Uh, we'll be doing the Sunday Smash at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And, of course, Monday, you can expect first thing on the channel and in your podcast feeds, Wake Up War Chant with Corey and Aslan Hajavandi's recaps of the game. Uh, and then 1 o'clock, Monday afternoon, the Jeff Cameron Show's take on the things that we saw this week and then getting ready for the game. I cannot stand. This is the one for me, Gene. Everybody has different <laughs> takes on who their rivals are. For me, going to school here from 06 to 09, Florida was so good and we were so not. And so any chance I can get to right the wrongs of being an undergrad here and not getting a single win over the university. How, of how much does that suck? You had to be an undergrad during the Tebow years. Oh, and, and you know what? He was their package quarterback in 06 when we lost 21 to 14 here in Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. And it was Chris Leak was the quarterback. They ended up going on to win the title that year, which was just and we almost had him beat on that kick return. I remember yep. was it uh, just almost. Yep. Could I hope that didn't knock them out. We had great Man. field position that day. They did not. We just I mean, we were, came up a couple plays short. So this is the one that means a lot to me. We look forward to talking about that all week long. That's on the channel side, but on the website side, Gene, I know it starts tonight with uh, Corey's column, which yeah, is I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to what Corey has to say in his perspective. Obviously, the the resident war chant historian and putting in perspective what this means uh, for the program, what it means for this season. And Jordan, everything else. So we'll have that obviously, and usually by Monday. Uh, Iris three two one column mm -hmm. is a big part of the website, and Ira always does a great job. That's one of our probably most popular written feature that we have every week. I will, I'll do probably an abbreviate. I, I just don't think I'll have PFF grades. I'll put something up in the morning tomorrow, but just not, not really a big deal. I don't put much weight in a game like this. What they really say uh, going forward. But again, you mentioned some of the shows. I would also talk about. It's going to be a very interesting show. Tuesday night live as we have our live look in during the playoff committee's rankings will be disclosed to see what's going to happen. Then I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, because again, I do not anticipate Florida state holding on to that number four spot. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of very upset fans and they're going to want to discuss, discuss it heatedly. Uh, what is happening there? What does that portend? What does that mean going forward for Florida state? So a lot of very interesting stuff playing that. And of course we'll hope to find out where, Jordan is uh, with his, uh, you know, recovery. What's the extent of as much as we can? Hopefully, get an update on his injury and then practice updates all week. How uh, you know Tate's doing? How he's doing with the ones and uh, yep. you know how that looking is going to this all important season finale against the Gators. So uh, you know we want to make sure we strike the right tone on a night like tonight. Uh, but if you do want more coverage at Warchant.com. Uh, head over to the website now. It's just a dollar for two months. 
if you use the code FSU and the number one as a promo code when you sign up. Uh, of course, not trying to, uh, you know, be tone deaf this evening. It's just a, it's a rough night to be a null. But uh, there's a lot of coverage to come uh, this week against Florida, the ACC championship. Yeah, that's the football side. and Maybe a playoff right behind that. But signing day is December the 20th, and Florida State is oh, – yeah. they have a top three class in their crosshairs and maybe a top two class if a couple of big things happen over the next week. So if you want all those developments, head over to the website, warchant.com. It is $1 for two months. Use the promo code FSU and the number one uh, when you sign up. And uh, we appreciate it. We had a lot of people tell us today at Indigo that they had converted after being a YouTube uh, Warchant <laughs> member, subscriber, to, to getting over to the site. So please give us a chance. Uh, we wish it was under better better circumstances, the, the news that we're reporting, but uh, this is going to be a fascinating week. So we thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight, to all the callers. Thank you very much, Terry, behind the scenes screening those calls. We thank you uh, to everybody in the chat that participated. Uh, thousands of chat messages over the last couple mm-hmm. of hours. It's just incredible how active you all are, and we thank you for all that. Noel Buck, Noel the People, Joshua, Jared, Noel Kev, Clinton, first name John, Z-Chan, uh, Johnny Zeno, Bryn Gardner, Christy, Garrett, Florida Man in Texas, Ian, Marcus. I mean, look at this list. You guys are just way too generous. We appreciate you. Wealth Influencer, Tony, Matt, Sky Ninja, Ryan, Mike, Dean, Lowell, Angela, Jonathan, Gordon, Kyle, (laughs) The Last Honkening, and Yuckmouth. You all are fantastic, and and we really appreciate your support. And uh, to Director Ben behind the scenes, thank you very much for piloting another safe journey and for bringing us – also to uh was it hbk that tipped us off on the social media thing thank you to the live chatter hbk but mm-hmm. then ben bringing it so we could see what jordan posted that was my highlight of the night and uh yeah. thank you as always gene it's this is uh the home finale it's not the finale but it's a uh, it's another one we crossed off the list thank you for uh riding shotgun with me all season long here yeah i'm hoping we've got uh, another four of these and uh hopefully every single one will be positive um, but either way, we'll be with you for the ride, FSU fans. We love doing this. It's great. You know, the, I, I had this idea of being able to share the passion or our thoughts with fans right after a game because some, I grew up with doing listening on the radio on the way back from games and hearing the callers call in. I used to love that. And uh, so I'm glad we're able to bring that to you. And even the, you know, it's cathartic to some extent sharing times like this when something, uh, you know, tragic happens to a Florida State player. And I think it helps us all to talk through it. And uh, so, yeah, hoping the best for Jordan and, um, you know, go Knowles. This has been the uh, make this the final word, the wind music, the epic story of teamwork shall prevail. Do it for 13, everybody. Do it for 13 and uh, send your well wishes, your prayers, your intentions uh, for Jordan. And this will be an interesting week to come for Gene. I'm Tom. Good night, everybody. And thank you for tuning in to the War Chant Game Day postgame call show. Root up by our friends at Deluna Coffee. Happy Thanksgiving.